Have you guys heard of Disney's Mirrorverse yet, by the way? <laughs> no. I keep getting ads for the Disney Mirrorverse, which is just Disney characters that are suddenly, they have like guns and stuff and weapons, and they're fighting with like the Pixar characters. <laughs> you guys seen this? <laughs> you heard I'm about just looking it up now. I keep getting ads and everything. A time, new I'm just divergent like... Disney universe. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's Jesus a, a divergent Disney universe. It's really weird. And every single time I see it, it's like it's like a bell on in whatever universe she's normally in, and then she goes through, and all of a sudden she's like a badass that's like killing things. So this is <laughs> just like Dota with Disney characters. This Dota Disney. Disney. Dota Disney. Yeah. Dota Disney. Yeah. Cool. That's what we needed. Mm, more yeah. Dota. M- more. <laughs> yep. More Dota. Dota Disney. Eh? That feels like a. There's probably a good recurring there's bit probably, in there. Dota Disney. It's not a good recurring bit. No. All right. <clears throat> Uh, hi everybody. What? No, we We're already laughing. That. No. Just opening with the ah. No. Well, I was doing it to give myself a very clear audio note as to where to cut, but now you now we've just turned this into a fucking thing. So thank you. Hi everybody. Welcome to the show. My name is Matthew. I'm Matt. Oh, and I'm Alexis. <laughs> Uh, oh, having strong, a time, strong start. Do we need to start from the beginning? Do you want to? No, fuck it. No, no? Okay. I think that was perfect. Better ride. Okay. Uh, we're here today uh, to talk about the new Disney Plus Marvel Cinematic Universe television program, Miss Marvel. Yep. Yep, we are. Yep. That's a show right. that exists. Again, strong strong start for us on this week's episode. <laughs> uh, Matt, what is, what is your take on Miss Marvel so I far? Know it, you don't know I, anything, but I I know I know kid, mm-hmm. and I know I think Pakistani descent, so I'm sure some subsection of viewers are fucking assholes because girl and not white can't have that so i'm sure there's some subsection of fucking weeb asshole out there that's really fucking annoyed about all of this but i think it's great <laughs> i think it's great that there's a, a, a pakistani female like teenager maybe as a superhero that's fucking rad so like not a lot of not a lot of teen superheroes teen soups i mean you got the teen titans but they're cartoons so they don't they don't count right uh the only you only have one other marvel superhero currently in high school that's true but like vaguely vaguely oh i guess he's in my well i'm gonna guess he's gonna be he's not in like spider-man's not in college yet he's not in high school but he's in between he's in high school (laughs) i feel like he's in senior year of high school eh, i feel like once you're applying you're done he's checked out I mean, you might be checked out, but you're still in high school. You're no, still a not. student in high school. No, he's going to be at MIT. It's fine. Well, I guess he's not. No, he's not. He can't go to MIT. 
Anyway, so Miss Marvel. I that that the things I mentioned are the only things I know. Um, oh, and wasn't she in the awful fucking Avengers game? Yes. Wasn't she like the main protagonist that you kind of play as? Yep. So based on that, does she have like stretchy army punchy stuff? Maybe. <laughs> I watched like two minutes of Avengers video game anything and was like, this looks like hot piss. So then I stopped watching that and watched something else instead so I didn't claw my own eyes out. Avengers um, game is fine. Sorry. It's just broken. Exceedingly it was buggy as shit. Exceedingly mediocre. Is that better? Yeah, it was just like an it, uh, on rails run and is, run and punch. It is eggshell white paint in a living room. It's just there. Yeah, nothing against eggshell white. I kind of think it's, it's soothing. It's fine. Yeah, but like when I'm like, oh man, I want to be entertained from a th- by a thing. I don't think like I'm going to stare at this eggshell white wall. What color wall do you want to stare at? That would be entertaining. Mm. That's a great follow-up question. I what is the most entertaining is, paint is color? Blue jeans. I think that's the color of my it's, wall. I like it. It's I think it's jeans. nice. Granted, you're doing everything in your power to cover it up with other bullshit, but like, that's fine too. I'm just trying <laughs> to give myself a background for people to stare at instead of staring at me and all my. I don't know why you have a Sonic calendar, which is concerning, but it's just a video game calendar. Oh. Also, it's still... June, so I need to update it to July. You do need to. What is what's the July game? Well, this is an audio podcast, so uh, let's find out while while we're doing this, because why not? Content is content. This is a fun Um, bit for me. It is Contra. Oh, okay. I think. Oh, yeah, that's definitely Contra. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Contra's good. I never really played a ton of it, but um, yeah, is is that another Konami joint? They yes. should really sell their properties. I'm Somebody pretty sure there to... is a. I'm pretty sure there is a Contra uh, collection that you can buy. Yeah, or no, like no, a no, Konami collection that you can buy. They need to sell their like their IP to other people to actually make video games because they're just like oh, sitting oh, on them and making fucking Contra pachinko machines and like Contra branded gym water or whatever <laughs> the fuck they're doing. Um, anyway, Alexis, so Ms. Marvel, what's your take on Miss? What do you do? You know anything about Miss Marvel? Pretty much just what Matt was saying. I don't really know too much else i've heard that she's been an enjoyable character in the comics from people and that's kind of about it that she's fun but i've never read any of the comics around her character and i don't know i'm like i don't know i'm not not too interested in her character i feel like it would be like a fun series i don't think it'll be very dark i don't think it'll be very deep i feel like it'll be fun and colorful and kind of lighter just sure. because it seems like that's what i've seen about that character is kind of fluffier and if in the last two years of just the the marvel fire ho- content fire hose if the thing that pushes the mcu forward is six episodes of captain marvel i'm gonna lose my shit <laughs> Just so. miss. Huh? Miss. Miss Marvel. Oh, did I say Mrs.? No, you said Captain. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Captain Mrs. Maisel. Yeah. <laughs> you got it. Yes, I understand. Um, 
are we feeling pumped? Are we excited? Are we not excited at all? What's the kind of going going into this coming hot off the whole the heels of Thor, Love and Thunder? Are you guys like you, you ready for this? You, you not ready for this? I don't know how to better ask this question because I've like seen it. it, so I don't I can't say anything because <laughs> I watch <laughs> these things live. I would say it's I'm not wanting to avoid it like it doesn't seem bad but I'm also not really like wouldn't seek out to watch this just so, from burnout or just because you don't think it's interesting both <laughs> yeah a little bit of Marvel <laughs> burnout and a little bit of I haven't really seen anything that would make me too interested in the character and or plot but to be fair don't you like you don't see anything you don't like go on the internet you just it's not like you're browsing exactly. Marvel Reddits. So, like, exactly. what would you see? <laughs> like, exactly. <laughs> how would how would they have reached you that you'd have been like, oh, okay, I'm excited. Like, what venue do we have to use? I don't know. I would have had to have been like forced to read a comic of theirs or something at some point, or seen a video or a trailer in passing. But yeah, no, nothing. I didn't know we were allowed to force you to read comics. Well, I don't know if you can force me to read comics. That's also. <laughs> Part of the barrier. Do you have um? Do you have Marvel Unlimited, the the thing that lets you read all the? Okay, never mind then. No. Or Comicsology Unlimited, or one of those. For because you, you're a digital reader, to. right? Yeah. Okay. Because I know, after the first couple episodes of Miss Marvel, I went into the Marvel Unlimited app and I like looked up a couple of back issues to be like, I'm, are they doing like this or that or what or whatever? So I know it's all online but hmm. you, you gotta pay for whatever services yeah even if i did i don't know if i would really seek out reading <laughs> yeah i just i don't know like a colorful young character i don't know it's also something about like the young characters i just don't really like reading stories about teenagers it's probably part of the reason why i didn't like harry potter and stuff like that i don't know you're I not just... a ya adult a young adult adult. I'm not, I'm not a young adult adult, yes. I was like, a ya adult. <laughs> a ya adult. <laughs> um, just don't connect with the teens. And I never yeah, I mean, hot dogs are glizzies now. I don't know what to believe. I'm sorry? That's what? wrong. What? Are you not familiar with that? Familiar no. with what? <laughs> the, the term the youngins are using for hot dogs is glizzies. Gliz- glizzies. Why? I'm, I wish this was a bit. G L I Z Z Y Glizzy. Go- give it a Google. I'll wait. I'll do it after. Okay. Oh, so, okay. That's just yeah. That's gonna go down a whole different avenue. because <laughs> yeah. that's I'm inevitably gonna find out the is a hot is a Glizzy a sandwich or whatever, and then do no, they call sandwiches just, something else? It's more that apparently Glizzies? they're saying it was originally a slang term for a gun. Correct. And then it turned into a hot dog. And then what? Said, oh gosh, that's going to lead into more. Yeah. Yeah. How yeah, does a gun a... become a hot dog? Exactly. This is why I'm like, oh, we shouldn't have gotten on this whole. Is right, a hot dog a sandwich? Gonna... Is a hot dog a gun? I don't know. Etymology, so called, isle speak for Glock. 
And then the, sen the sense of a hot dog comes from comparison to the extended magazine of a pistol, both ascribed to the Washington metropolitan area until attaining the, curios the curiosity of the world in June to July 2020, when internet users endeavor to upload pictures containing sausage buns just to say the term. From the now known sense of a hot dog, the sense of a penis was not far. <laughs> so, uh, Matt, mm -hmm. anticipation level for Miss Marvel, <laughs> go. Uh, almost zero. Like I'm, it's probably gonna be fine. Like all of the other. But you things... just said you liked. <clears throat> yeah, I'm Pakistani glad that it exists. Or that, whatever. That, that doesn't. Wait. <laughs> okay, roll that back a little bit. <laughs> I I said I was excited for representation in 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 a TV show. Let's. <laughs> That's Let's what try. I meant to say. <laughs> yeah, no, you nailed it. Um. Uh, that, yeah, you're excited about representation, but that doesn't, that doesn't mean I want, like, to. I don't want to like. It's just because I'm happy. You to want exist, to be so... there, you just don't want to engage with it. Yeah, I'm. I, I'm like for 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 those that like have always been looking for this. I'm happy that it exists for them, but that doesn't mean I want to partake in it. Like I'm sure it's gonna be fine, just like they've all been fine, except for like Falcon, which wasn't fine. Like they've all been fine. Some have been more fine. Some have been less fine. Like, like Kenobi was fine. Did it need to exist? Fuck no. But like, I think that's the, the stage we're at is just spinning our wheels for stories that don't need to exist, but but exist for uh, a, a, a group of fans that have been looking for it to exist. And for that group of fans, it's great. For everybody else, it's kind of like, cool, it's another thing that exists. Whatever. Um. Kenobi didn't really have the benefit of, well, I mean, I guess it did have the benefit of some representation, but then people were uh, annoyed by a by preview that. of Dis the Disney fans are the worst. Just Disney. Pro well, the thing is, Disney now is just everything for so many things. Yeah. So Dis we can now just safely say that Disney fans are the fucking worst, just as a blanket term. Um, um, so yeah, I have no expectations for what this is going to be. It like it, maybe it's a. a coming of age she's finding out she has powers and learning how to deal with them and we've totally never seen the story before etc etc in the, the the quiet streets of new jersey or whatever like sure but i think that's where the 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 representation angle probably takes a little bit more prominence right it's like i've yes i've seen a coming of age story before but when you start to focus a little bit more on underrepresented communities you can then adjust how that story plays out with you know leaning a little bit more into that stuff but i yeah i i, I Tough for me to talk about this given that I've I seen every episode. <laughs> so. I understand. I understand. So hopefully it does. Um, hopefully they do more with this character than just say like, "Yep, she exists. She does a thing, and then we're done." Like I'm hoping there's more impact and more involvement with the the greater universe as a whole. But like, I have zero faith in that being the reality given the past. 10 unique pieces of content that have come out of there. Um, so like... What does this need to be singularly like unique for you? Like to get to... By the end of watching Miss Marvel, this is what needed to have happen or whatever to have you say like it's it's uh, the level above 
fine. Like I'm excited that I, or I'm, I'm happy that I saw this and I'm excited for more. I'd like some connective tissue between it literally the, 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 the beauty they have is that none of them have been connected to anything really. So they have the benefit of, they can pick and choose which one they want to connect to. Like Moon Knight shows up for a millisecond and just says, hi, I'm Moon Knight. And they're like, oh, sweet. That's Moon Knight. And that their, their worlds are now connected and their stories are vaguely intertwined. Like, I want there to be something of some consequence in this phase because holy fucking shit, there's nothing. There is absolutely nothing of consequence happening. To clarify, are you talking about like in Hawkeye when Kingpin shows up? Like that's the level of connection you're looking for or? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess. Or there's... did you just need lip service that they're they're like, hey, did you see the news? No, I there was a guy I... in Egypt moving the sky. Like I, I'd like uh, that's a fair delineation. Um, I don't want just like I realize I said, hey, look, there's Moon Knight. Like that's insufficient. I want like this story to be related to a story that has happened, and then to become intertwined so that it carries some weight for what they do with the character moving forward. Because if it's just Captain Marvel living. Captain Marvel, Jesus Christ, Miss Marvel living in her own pocket alongside everything else in their own fucking pockets. Like, like I'm okay with, yeah, right. I'm, I'm okay with Thor being in like a pocket because we've seen Thor get involved with everything. So like Thor being in a pocket now is fine. Same thing with like Spider-Man and, and like everybody that's established being in their own little pockets is whatever, because we've already kind of seen how they work into the universe and have had that time with them to work into the universe and like moon Knight not and that sucked and didn't the show did was fine but like i think in the overall pantheon of everything lower tier i would like to see some level of involvement with the rest of everything going on here to try and form some bonds between them so maybe m- more of a like a Shang-Chi post-credit scene where uh, Shang-Chi is talking with Wong and yeah, Bruce like, Banner's there and they're talking about something from space. And... Like, cool, I'm, an, I'm a new character that you didn't know. I have my own little pocket story thing. Here's how my pocket story thing is going to fa- factor into the rest of my relevance in this universe. But you want an established thing, not just not the Eternals version where... Pip the Troll shows up, and I'm the only one in the theater who's like, oh my god, it's Pip the Troll! Yeah. I, like, even even if it's not necessarily, like, working directly with one of the characters from the stories that we've seen in the last, whatever, couple of years, if it's, like, some involvement with pieces of their story. Like, if if Captain Marvel go, uh, fuck! Miss Marvel goes to, like, Egypt, and is doing, like, experiencing the fuckery that was happening in Moon Knight, but Moon Knight isn't there, but the fuckery is happening, fine. If Miss Marvel is dealing with the fuckery that was happening from Spider-Man and them fucking with the universe, fine. I just want some of the fuckery that's happening in all of these different pockets to actually have some bearing on one another. So I would love it if Miss Marvel is either dealing with the fallout from, from one of those fuckeries or is involved somehow in the fuckery even if not with the fuckery causer. And again, just to clarify, 
are you looking for that to be a central plot like that's part of the main six episodes or if it's just in one of the post credit scenes you're you're good because you said earlier like i want her to have her own story but then connect so yeah is like the post credit scene I, connection okay i mean it's or do you want more it's okay i'd like more to be honest okay. with you i'd i'd love it like i'd love her story's apex or conclusion to kind of feed into the one of the rest of the meandering things that are happening that seemingly have no bearing on the universe i want miss marvel to be relevant to the universe that is currently existing instead of everybody being relevant to their universe but nobody else's alexis what do you need because we're it's an uphill battle you don't like you don't like kids you don't like teens (laughs) with you so yeah adults you don't like the adults. <laughs> if she suddenly ages ten years, then maybe, maybe that's what it is. Um, I don't know. I don't even know what I want anymore on these things. I I do think it, it's hard, which is like burnout overall. I'm like, I don't know. Preach. That's why I keep saying like, I just surprise me with something because that's honestly I can't even think <laughs> what I want anymore. <laughs> And so I assume if I'm surprised and I'm not imagining what it could be and then maybe I wouldn't just be kind of made or continue to be burnt out by it. So I don't know. I, I think this will be kind of just an overall, like it, it'll be like good, fine kind of thing. I don't think I'll need to be wowed by it in general in order to kind of continue going with the Marvel Universe or am I really expecting to Oh yeah, this, sure, this isn't but... the only thing that's going to make me watch the rest of them. Like I know I'm already locked into that shit, but <laughs> as as much as I've tried to give you the out, <laughs> yeah. um, obviously I think I would love for both of you to be excited to be here. <laughs> uh, you know the the bar for entry for me is lower because yeah, like I've read the comics, I know the characters, so I I come in uh, with different expectations for better or worse i think you know with with moon knight as an example my expectations on that show meant that i didn't really enjoy it um, because it didn't match what i liked about the character so different experience for me than um both of you i think miss marvel will be the same right like i have preconceived expectations about the show expectations from seeing it um but i think at the end of the day what we probably all want is to get into the second half of this post-show part of part of the program and actually be like really excited to to uh, talk about it um so and and uh sorry excited to talk about it from a place of enjoyment not an excited to place to be like oh great they're gonna fucking yell at each other and be annoyed at each other for two hours because that's a fun listen um (laughs) so i do hope that uh we all are happy with this um program but who is to say i don't know i feel like in general just like there's too much of this that we would be consistently happy or excited to watch it and this is just one of those that i'm like i really just don't care like i was excited about like thor love and thunder but just because i like i know i like thor i know i like the things that he's doing and i'm sure i'll be excited about some other ones that are coming up but it's just this one just can i ask if uh so we've 
no hawkeye and all of those yeah all those other shows were last year if marvel went down to one movie and one show a year let's try that would oh, that fantastic oh do you remember those times yeah when it was like one or two movies per year maybe instead yeah. of being in a movie theater and seeing three posters for marvel properties <laughs> two of which are still in theaters one of which is coming in four months like holy fucking shit like, can you imagine if there were three Jurassic, shitty Jurassic Park movies in theaters right now? Like, holy fuck. I think it, it would just add, too, to, like, the excitement and the buildup. I feel like now it's just like, oh, we turn around, we finish one, and, like, oh, there's the, the next one coming. Before, I remember being like, oh, my gosh, there's fi- it's finally, like, coming again or something like that. And it's just, I haven't felt that way in a while now. <laughs> yeah, there's, like, no time to let things yeah. marinate in any way, shape, or form. It's just on to mm-hmm. the next thing. So then there's like the expectation that the next thing is going to like, it, it's almost like we're treating all uh, every individual thing as an episode of a TV show sort of thing. Like there's so much content I see at, as a whole now more like a television show where we've, we've watched like say, so Hawkeye, uh, Falcon, Spider-Man, uh, Shang-Chi, Eternals, uh, Doctor Strange, Loki, uh, Moon Knight, uh, uh, I don't, I've, I've run out of steam. Black Widow. All right, Black Widow. WandaVision. And WandaVision, right. In like the last year and a half. That's 10 things. So if I'm looking at this as like 10 episodes of a show, if I watch 10 episodes of a show and the fucking plot hasn't progressed one fucking iota, I'm a little peeved. We've had like Chekhov's multiverse for 10 episodes (laughs) of a TV show. At some point, the multiverse needs to do something. We, we, we have moved forward one iota. We just don't know what the one iota means. (laughs) Well, what you didn't see is when they, closed, when they closed the door in episode three, that that's going to change everything over here. You just don't know it yet. It just looked like she was closing a door like that. Well, we, we keep talking about Kang and Julia Louis-Dreyfus. And... We do keep talking about things that are, you know, that make up a collective 13 minutes uh, in 10 pieces of content that we've watched in the last year and a half. We can condense the relevant pieces as it pertains to the story as we know it to like an episode of Rugrats. It's not that different. We don't need to get into this argument again. It is. <laughs> it's not that different of just like, cool, I watched all of Thor Dark World and now here's the one minute teaser that was like oh it was an infinity stone the whole time like i i yeah i know that that was also exciting to like see how things were connecting and then oh that like directly connects to guardians and you get pumped for that but like my my bigger question here was like if uh we hadn't already had as much marvel content this year as we have had would you be more excited for um miss marvel 
like is that kind of the big thing because then it starts like i think what alexis was saying right like then it's a little bit more more special that there is something more sure. finally happening versus you know like a at the tail end of last year we had spider-man and hawkeye like back to back and now we've had doc strange 2 followed by thor 4 plus now we're doing Miss Marvel. Moon Knight was earlier this year too, right? Like that's at least four pieces of Marvel content already um, with a planned at least two more as far as I, I remember. I guess what, so. I'm, what I'm trying to say is like we've watched 10 pieces of MCU content in the last year and a half, maybe two. I'll give you two years just to be generous, even though I know it wasn't two years. I'll give you two Actually, years. it's been 11. What did we forget? Fine. We've had 11 episodes this season. Great. <laughs> what did we forget? <laughs> so 11 pieces of content related to the MCU in the last two years. So that yeah. would have taken us all the way from Iron Man 1 to Age of Ultron. And that span of time was seven years. And they progressed the they 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 progressed storylines that covered a lot of bases over 11 things and it took them seven years now we're condensing years years we're condensing all of this content into such a short period of time but we're not doing anything with it we're not doing anything super unique with it we're not fleshing out anything with it we're not pushing anything forward with it we're just kind of doing it and it just if you're just gonna fucking do it to do it don't do it like I don't need to know why Han Solo got his name. I don't need to know that. Like, but this does bring up the, the Thor four argument of just like, are we okay with it just being like, oh, we're just gonna just do stories, and we're just gonna keep expanding the universe, not do a big crossover, and as long as like the Miss Marvel story is good, then uh, like great, it just has to like do do really strong solo content and stop doing mediocre content because that's yeah, what, but, that's where we ended our thor episode but but even if we get to a point where we are doing strong solo content for everybody i i don't need three strong pieces of 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 like superhero content every month i just don't need that i, I don't have that quota to fill for myself just like <laughs> if there were like if there were three john wick adjacent movies in theaters over three months would i watch all of these john wick adjacent movies in theaters every every month no i wouldn't it's just too fucking much content so even if they don't inter like overlap or don't intertwine or don't affect one another and they all just live in their pocket stuff like are the stories on their own merit compelling enough to to make me want to continue watching them not really so like i'm kind of here for how they intertwine because they're setting a lot of like setting the stage for a lot of shit but not really doing anything with it so like if it doesn't intertwine in the next like six months you may have your out with me because like it's generally not compelling enough or i don't give a shit enough to see all of these things individually because i've been seeing all of this shit ad nauseum for the last four or five years fair enough all right we uh we've we've set a a, a timeline for yeah. How many more episodes State people of execution. should expect? Uh, <laughs> well, at least we'll at least make it to Black Panther, and then after that, we'll see. <laughs> I think I think uh, supposedly there's like a Guardians holiday special, but I don't actually know if it's if it's coming out. So I can almost that would guarantee be the... you that's not going to be the thing that sways me. 
<laughs> I mean, but at least just... that would tee, that would assuredly tee Guardians three up. So there's your your next. Maybe they. I mean, if anything, it's just going to be the soundtrack that gets me in there. So. Yeah, it's it's exclusively Steely Dan. Oh, mm. Mm. yeah, I'm in. And then no no modern teen music to appease Alexis. Correct. Well, I guess there was. There's no possibility modern teen songs will be on a Zune from. It's true. Whatever, 2008. So. Yeah. Price safe bet. Uh, okay. Well, I hope uh, we come back from watching Miss Marvel. All happy, hunky dory. Me too. Yep. Hello, podcast listeners. We're the hosts of the DC3Cast. I'm Zach. I'm Vince. And I'm Brian. Each week, we discuss most of the new releases from DC Comics, focusing mainly on Rebirth, Wildstorm, and Young Animal. We also look at the news of the week, discuss the film and television adaptations of DC material, and dig into industry rumors. We've also had a number of DC creators on our show, like Scott Snyder, Jim Lee, Christopher Priest, Steve Orlando, and Joshua Williamson. So, if you like Borat jokes, my no wife, bad to impressions, this is bad, what the f***? And an in-depth look at DC each week, join us every Wednesday morning at multiversitycomics.com, Apple Podcasts, or your podcatcher of choice. Come get Jurgens with us. Uh, okay. We're back. Like the dinosaurs in that 90s animated movie I used to watch as a kid. How are we feeling, gang? Alexis, how are we feeling? What's the verdict, Alexis? It was definitely fine. Like, it's... I I struggle with it because objectively, like, I understand why a lot of people would really enjoy it. For me, I don't really care. Plus, there was one big glaring thing that just pissed me off near the end, which I'm sure we'll talk about. Um, Does this make you like kids? No. This was like the friendly neighborhood Gen Zer series, and I just don't care. Like, oh, your your little family drama, your you know, oh, got to break away from the parents, having trouble there. Just I don't care. Okay, boomer. <laughs> Matt, how are we feeling? I'm just fine. I think she's. I think she's good. I think like it did a good job fleshing her out. Generally, like yeah, it's the classic. Oh rebellious teen whatever overbearing parents whatever like we've seen all of this bullshit before a bajillion mm-hmm. times but like it was fine i think it really goes off the fucking rails um about so three five. quarters three quarters of the way through yep five. um it was when it really fucking hits a brick wall because like up till then it's like okay she's figuring her shit out there's some politics stuff that we're doing both literal and figurative and like eh, it's fine there's some interest here and then it kind of goes headlong into a fucking brick wall and um yeah so yeah i feel like i will say if if she was just from like a regular white family that we've seen all this time i would probably like the series less i feel like adding in a different culture like all this made it more interesting which is why it's like more fine to me 
if this was just like spider-man 2.0 i would be like literally like yeah like Like if we're like you have to come to london and then we go to london i'd be like i don't give two fucks about this yeah but at least it was like as a collective it was like a group that's generally not represented positively in in media Hmm. so seeing like positive representations of pakistani people and their culture and where they come from in karachi like that was like interesting and 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 nice and yeah as you yeah. said alexis like it was like it's so much just different like we're not just europe i wouldn't give a fuck i think or, if or the we saw it from the perspective like, of the no. british partition would have been very different that whole I, episode would have been much yeah. worse <laughs> much more horrific mm. uh wow it's, it takes so fucking much for you guys to come in here and be happy and excited and above the fine level because to me this is the second best marvel show after wandavision i mean for uh, me it's probably the third best behind hawkeye i'll take yeah, that i'll take third, it, it dude, it's a, third yeah. but but the, the, but the thing is the bar the is bars, fucking though. low <laughs> like man sure but like i legitimately loved this show i you, you legitimately love thor the dark world so like what are we talking let's, about here let's not go that far (laughs) i think that the criticism of thor the dark world is overblown and it doesn't bother me like it bothers you guys it's not in my like s tier (laughs) of marvel shit (laughs) or anything like that whereas like in the the pantheon everything about this like i was really excited after the first episode i was like oh my god they're this character is great this is she's like fun to watch the the visuals that they were doing um, I forget if, uh, it's all blurring together in my brain, but like the first or second episode where she's like going by that wall and all the graffiti is animated and they're doing shit like that, which is yeah. a lot of fun. Like they did that for two and a half episodes and then fucking stopped. Yeah, <laughs> that was, like, it was like fun and colorful, and then that's just the end credits. That was the cool part back in the the sixth episode, dude. That was like the coolest <laughs> part of the visual styling of this show, and then they're just like, ah, enough of that. Yeah, it was like, oh, her imagination. She's walking along, like cool. I love in the beginning too. Like first episode, I was like, okay, interesting. She's just like in her head, like imagination, and then they just stop that. They're like, oh no, she doesn't have much of an imagination. She doesn't imagine anymore. things anymore. She's it's just gone. a superhero. Okay, and I was like, what? I don't think they. And they then we do the Tobey Maguire learning sure, how to they use like, his fucking mm-hmm. webs. Like we we do that whole bit. Like mm-hmm. it's all we're re- we're retreading everything, and like the unique bits from this are great. Like the visual styling, the 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 cultural impact, the representation, the going to new places that we haven't been to before, and different cultures and this and that. I think those are the great parts of this show, and everything else is just kind of cookie cutter what we've seen before. Yeah, but see, I think thing. my my opinion here is like because we have all of that other stuff, that's where I. You guys are are saying it from the perspective of like the these parts here are great, but then there's uh, uh, there's other stuff over here, so whatever. Whereas I'm saying these parts here are great, and that's why I'm like really like even the stuff that yeah sure we've seen before, and I I will give a very short um, history lesson that I think will inform some of the later dialogue of the post show of Kamala, but um, like that's the stuff that keeps me being energized and really excited and wanting to see more. I, I would love if they got another season. I'm really excited to see her again and, and see her interacting with other characters. And we will 100% have that. Um, plus, for Matt, for you, 
pre-show, you were just like, I just wanted to fucking connect. And you had four big connections outside Ooh, of the stuff yeah. in Miss Marvel to literally all of the other stuff going on. Like, uh, you even have her, how she has, or it's, it's probably even more than four big connections because it's also it's the fun. only show that's like actively acknowledging other shit. Like, King Scott God. Lang has a podcast on this powered life called Big Me, Little Me, which is very, very, very funny. But but no, no, no. Those the, those are like super, you're, I think you're misunderstanding what I mean by I want things to connect. I don't want them just nodding to things that exist. I want the story to intertwine with another story. And it does. Yes, and it intertwines with four. I have it written down here because I knew we'd have to talk about it. So I, I can't wait until we down. get. I cannot wait until we get there. Because if it's if it's they mention a movie by Kingo that they enjoy and that's your connection, then you can fucking cross that right off right now. That is on my list, but that's not the four. That's that's <laughs> not one of the four. Okay. But I did write down mention of Kingo Jr. and being a fan of Kingo's Bollywood careers. I enjoyed that. One of the things. That they at least, like, yeah, and they at least acknowledge that Ant-Man exists. They acknowledge that everything exists, which is at least something. Right, which, like, Hawkeye barely even does that. That's, like, Hawkeye has, like, the background noise stuff um, and, like, occasional mention of a character, but doesn't really more explicitly connect to things in the ways that this does. This is, I counted four, and I will recap that. Yeah, well, we'll, Um, I'll I'll have you show receipts. But, uh, I, so... Really, really short um, history lesson. Miss Marvel is very interesting and very important character because of representation reasons, for sure. But um, when Miss Marvel was created, this was pre-Marvel owning the rights to the X-Men. So they had this character and that they were working on with the uh, editor, um, Sana uh, Aminat, who the grandmother was named for uh g willow wilson was the writer you have mr wilson uh or uh, it's like mr greg wilson or george wilson or something g wilson whoever yeah the counselor um even at the first episode when you see outside the school and it has that plaque every single name on that is like one of the artists an editor like someone who is involved uh with the uh creation of miss marvel um, but the thing was at the time, Marvel didn't own the rights to the mutants, and they were really doubling down on the Inhumans as being their version of uh, the um, mutants. So they had like a big, big dumb event that all of a sudden blew up the Inhuman population. They had an Inhuman TV show that crashed and burned fucking hard. Um, and the only thing that survived any of this was Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel was obviously very controversial because you had a young female Muslim superhero. And the response to it was, as you can probably guess, you were either really excited and buying up all of the issues, or you were very hard in the other camp of why would Marvel dare make a Muslim superhero? Um, like I said, Ms. Marvel was the only thing that ha- that survived any of their push for any of the inhuman um, bullshit and the exact same response is basically what happened with the tv show of we're putting we're putting the show out this is uh iman Vellani's first ever show 
if this is our first ever acting gig, which I had uh, no idea about, I read about this um, later and I apparently in her audition for the show, it was over Zoom. And the way that she got the show was while she was on the phone call with the producer, she was literally just like walking her computer around her room and showing off all of this like Marvel Avengers shit and how nerdy she was. And they were like, this girl's basically Kamala. But again, your uh, reaction is either you're very excited about representation and this brand new cool superhero, or you're like, how dare they do all of this Muslim and Pakistani bullshit? Now, I think the difference now is that the criticism then gets veiled under that like dog whistle bullshit of, well, you know what? I just like, I can't relate to this character. Uh, you know, I just eat all this pack, all these Pakistani jokes. I just don't get them. And that's why this show's not for me. Or uh, the Alexis of it all, who's, who's just like, I just don't get this Zoomer humor. You know, it's just not for me. Um, <laughs> but um Care for zoomer representation that's what yeah <laughs> zoomers can fuck themselves yeah. <laughs> um but it has been interesting to see that uh response really being no different than a decade ago when this character um was first introduced now this probably never had like any major like big villain or iconic you know villain or um whatever but it's it's uh an interesting like observation of how um the like the the audience reaction really doesn't change and it sucks um but and and i have seen uh, miss marvel being polarizing for these reasons um and the whole just like oh i just like she just doesn't fit like it's just not uh relatable or whatever it's also like the same shit that people were saying about like turning red that pixar movie but that's like a metaphor for getting your period and people <laughs> you've got these like older white critics who are just like this 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 the jokes are just they're just too insular you know like i just can't get into it it's like, fucking cool man um but the cherry on top of it all is that when miss marvel was created and then shoehorned into all of this inhuman stuff because that's where marvel was doubling down and failed the original pitch for Miss Marvel was that she wasn't going to be a new mutant. <laughs> and here we are now where Miss Marvel is the first official new mutant of the MCU, if you don't include Xavier's cameo in Doctor Strange. So that is my little history lesson on the, the cultural importance of this character. Yeah, what I what I will say is I also hope that people people that are kind of lukewarm on this show I'm, I'm hoping that it doesn't get lumped into people being racist assholes you know it was it was like when i didn't really like the new star wars trilogy it wasn't because i was a misogynist i just thought it, they were bad like <laughs> like they're bad movies but then all of the the misogynist racist assholes started yelling so then anybody that didn't like the thing or thought it was mets and mets got lumped in with the fucking assholes so like i think this is fine but i i and i think all of the, the the representation pieces and the art selection and style choices that they went with i think all of those things were positive but i think the, the story itself is just kind of like all right whatever sure yeah, yeah. um I, I, I think like, there's uh, sorry go ahead i was just gonna say i feel like the difference for you matthew is like you look at that kind of stuff and you're like cool that overshadows the rest but like for me and matt 
as much. It's like, cool, that's great, but it doesn't overshadow the rest of it kind of being like bland and more. Yeah, like, <laughs> so it's, it's like, like oh, you, you, you put a hat on Spider-Man 1. Okay. Like you put well, a hat on a Toby, brand new character. <laughs> you put a hat on Tobey Maguire and it's like, this is, this is new. And it's like, it's just Tobey Maguire with a hat. Mo- I like Tobey Maguire with a hat. Maguire. Moby Tobire. That's what it is. What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Moby Tobire? Moby Tobire. Is it just Moby? Moby is <laughs> Spider-Man. It's Mobius. It's actually Owen Wilson. Morb- Morbius? Morbius? Mobius? No, it's Mobius. Morbin time. What are we talking? Well, about? you see, in this Zelda, the water temple's different than the last Zelda. So, yeah, I acknowledge that they're all the same thing. I still I like them, but yeah, I mean, I think it's okay to, at a certain point, uh, when we're doing origin stories specifically, and I know that there's probably an argument about whether or not we should do um, origin stories, but uh, whatever. Um, there's only so many permutations at this point. And that's where I think you have to really see if the variant, the variations or the, the, the new pieces of the puzzle like appeal to you, which is wh- where, yes, you guys are right. I am leaning a little bit more on her performance. I'm leaning a little bit more on like the stylistic choices. I'm kind of like leaning into that stuff as being sure uh uh, I, I, you can give it a, a paint my, by numbers approach, but like she makes it great, right? Like I find uh, the like like all all the kids on the show I thought were really good. I think uh, like even like the way they, I know we're talking about well, they like, kind of tiered off of the weird little visual stuff when they, especially when they go to Karachi and then they go into to the past and it's like doesn't fit anymore because you're not like in her head. Um, but I liked how they would do that 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 different sort of stuff. And when the other shows have felt a little bit more drab and a little bit less imaginative, I think that's like coming off of Hawkeye, which was just, it's like super solid all around, but it's like, it's just more superhero stuff. And then Moon Knight, which is a pretty big letdown for me coming into here, which had a lot of energy and, uh, you know, big performances and things like that. I think I was just like, oh, right. I forgot this, how fun this stuff can be. Like I was pretty consistently laughing um, and having a good time while watching Miss Marvel. And I feel like when I was watching Moon Knight, the last one, I was just kind of like, okay, like wh- when are we going to get to the good part? So. It, it's, it's like when uh, Timmy Turner and his parents and for some reason, President Bill Clinton um, go to the amusement park called Escalator World. And they're like, when do we get to the ride? And they say, this is the ride. And they're just going up an escalator. It's like that. That's Moon Knight for me in a nutshell. Moon Knight is Escalator World. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Why was Bill Clinton there? Or a stand-in for Bill Clinton? I don't know. Oh, that was the one where they they unleashed like bad luck shit. So everybody was like, there's all these like bad luck things that you couldn't see. So they, they... I, I believe so Bill like, Clinton was bad luck. Well, <laughs> I mean, kind of, but <laughs> I remember Timmy's mom being in some like full body cast laced with, uh, with horseshoes or some shit. It's always weird. The things that <laughs> really get lodged into your brain. Yeah. I mean, it makes, yeah, <laughs> it makes no, it makes no sense. Um, uh, 
All right. You want to you uh, you want to dive in? I do have some. I wrote down some notes too of things I wanted to um, remember, and I will probably do more trivia on this one than I have recently. But I think I mixed up my references. Bill Clinton isn't there. <laughs> Maybe he is. Oh wait. Oh, sorry. It's a George W. Bush stand-in. Oh. Mm. But I was I was close. Still doesn't make any sense. <laughs> any president would be there, or any presidential standing. Mission accomplished. And it's. Hmm? Uh, huh? Yeah, so. Um, all right. So, yeah, we start off with all the, the cool animation stuff, all of the cool stuff that they're doing, text messages being shown on signs and stuff cloud shit they did some fun stuff visually um and then we're doing the classic oh she's a kid going for a driver's test of course backs right into the whatever the fuck oh we weren't even going to talk about all the her youtube with uh one of her videos being bitten by a radioactive feminist no. i don't know if you if you saw that one but that was one of the things i wrote I think... down is there's a video called bitten by a radioactive feminist i don't think i noticed that yeah, um, her sloth baby channel. Ah, uh, right. Yeah, all all of that was from the comics, and it's weird, and I'm not going to explain it. But yeah, I don't want to know. It's fine. Even like uh, they, it, it was interesting. They pulled certain dialogue straight from the comics. I remember watching the scene of her in the mosque where the, uh, she's asked to stop talking, and I was like, I've read this is very familiar. I've read this scene, <laughs> and I like went and found the comic. But it checks yeah. out. Classic drivers tests. Mm. Yeah, fucks it up, yada yada, blah blah blah. Goes to chatting with the counselor, and he's like, "Do you know all of these Disney properties that we own? Let me reference Mulan and let me reference Star Wars. We own those properties. Do you know that?" Um, that was fun. And then of course we do the when she heads back home, and they're like, "Oh, here's some stuff from from her grandmother. Don't touch that thing. Don't touch that bangle thing that clearly has a lot of importance and is like shimmering weirdly. Just don't touch it." And we oh, won't bring talk up the about attic. it either. Yeah, like, <laughs> no, we're not going to talk about it. Um, okay, uh, brother, uh, son, can you can you bring this upstairs? And she's like, no, I'll bring it upstairs. He's like, no, he will. He will. He'll bring it upstairs. You, shut the f you, you sit the fuck down. He's going to bring it upstairs. You don't even fucking talk about this. We don't need to talk about this. This doesn't exist. Fuck you. You go bring it upstairs and never talk about this again. Go. Okay. So I was like, sweet. All right. So she knows that there's some fuckery with that thing. Cool. We're, we're moving on. Uh, and she wants to go to AvengerCon, which now in retrospect, I do remember from the avengers game that was from the game content yeah. and trailer stuff that i was seeing um yeah and that's at uh camp lehigh which was the the birthplace of captain america in new jersey that that military base which is kind of yeah. weird that they would open up an old military base for avengers con which is also then a little bit weirder when you remember that camp lehigh was where they made project insight which was the birthplace of hydra so like a lot of weird overlaps there <laughs> Really trying to bury your history. Um, so she's like, "Yeah, yo, I really wanna, I really wanna go to AvengerCon." They're like, "Yeah, you can go if you go with, uh, you wear this. Here's some garbage Hulk costume." That was and cute, though. Like if you want to go with your and your and he came and in like, in green. I thought it was the cutest fucking thing, and mm -hmm. I felt so bad for him when oh, she was same. like, 
basically yeah. like, no, go fuck yourself. I'm like, but he's trying. I know. Look how excited and happy he, he was. Is. So how happy to spend... no. This <laughs> is like time with you. And... The first Marvel thing since 2008 where the parents are pretty universally like awesome. They're just very like protective, sure, but they are loving and supportive. And, and we've got no bad. We've got no bad dads. <laughs> like. Alive. And, yeah. and alive sure and alive it's that's it's a rare help, one actually helpful yeah. <laughs> but yeah just like a super nice and supportive family you don't you don't see that in a lot of superheroes but yeah but he he may have prematurely greened himself i will say that was a bold that's a, a bold joke. choice thank that's you good joke um <laughs> <laughs> i just thought of like him being really sad afterwards in the bathtub having to wipe all of that off but then also yeah. he he put that on like days prior to AvengerCon. <laughs> and I was like, he was gonna have to do that anyway or live with his choices for a couple days. <laughs> um so yeah, then she puts the bracelet on to like complete the 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 whole thing. And then like as they're doing the the Miss Marvel bit, I'm like, or the Captain Marvel bit, I was like, if Captain Marvel doesn't show up in this show, I'm gonna be irate. Like, I have the same, yeah. Uh, like the amount I, of times I think I said it she's... at like the very, very end. Uh, uh, we got through like the final post credits and the show ended, and I turned to Jess. I was like, if we had, if Brie hadn't shown up for even a second, I would have been like, what the I, fuck are we doing? Like literally, why even bother? Like I, I get it. She's probably busy like hawking crypto in the metaverse or whatever the fuck she's doing now. But like, man, <sighs> just get her on screen for a couple minutes. I feel like every time I see Brie Larson, she's like, she, well, she got a YouTube channel where she's just like, how to live healthy. But like, literally everything you see is like her exercising or working out to get buff for the Marvels. Um, I will say, so, Siato, um, in the comics, uh, Miss Marvel or Kamala loved, loved, loved uh, Carol Danvers too. Um, the weird thing about her, uh, inhuman ability which i guess we'll talk a little bit um about with her light hard light power or whatever it was called um when when she first changed into an inhuman or whatever her powers are basically that she could like stretch and like transform her body and and mm -hmm. whatnot and uh she freaks out and transforms herself to look like carol uh danvers because she's like obsessed with True. same kind of like superhero obsession but like she literally transforms into uh carol danvers initially it is so she's weird. like into it she's like still into still hearing like danvers said so frequently is very strange for me <laughs> like i know that's literally where she gets her name from but it's still strange um because danvers sucks man <laughs> can't wait for the superhero whose last name is acton <laughs> well you already had tough actin to actin so i don't know if you're gonna get that a superhero i mean it's, it's super <laughs> against athlete's stuff. foot what if at the end of john madden uh, was for love and big. thunder and uh zeus gives his speech and it slowly pans over instead of hercules it was tough actin to actin tough actin to actin i mean maybe <laughs> Stupid joke. And then, like, the ghost of John Madden is just like boom, and then circling the fungus that it's going to kill. <laughs> For all our John Madden fans out there, and our all our fans of Tenacton. And it's tough fight against athlete's foot. Um, please sponsor us. 
tough acting to knock them. We need a sponsor. You're so trying bad. to get, yeah. Money. I was like, you're really trying to. So Bowtie Pasta Snacks. <laughs> Let me tell you about this it. This episode of uh, Marveling at the Movies. Have you ever had athlete's foot? <laughs> Build it, beautiful. What are we talking about? Okay. Um. All right. So then she's at AvengerCon. They do a bunch of say, little. Um, one okay. thing I wrote. There's a scene of her and Bruno on the rooftop previous mm-hmm. to this one where they're talking about like how oh, they want to go out and, and go to uh, Avengers Con. The building says Edison Electric, which is the only reference to any Miss Marvel villain in this show because the first villain, of, and I'm glad that he's not in the show because it would have been weird. The first actual villain for Miss Marvel was a guy, uh, his, his uh, real name was like uh, Edward Edison or like something like that. Um, and he was a mad scientist whose main goal was to resurrect Thomas Edison. And he failed in his cloning experiment and ended up as a weird part cockatiel monster thing and called himself the inventor. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> and yeah. it was like the dumbest fucking shit I've ever heard. No. The, the weird thing is like I, I read through because you, you can find them all on the, the Marvel app. I was like reading through some Miss Marvel comics, just be like, was there anything that was like, was there really any iconic villains or any anythings? And the answer was like, no. Um, there is some it's other villainy stuff that ends up in this show. But like her first big bad, the inventor, was this weird part man, part cockatiel. Great. So Here, that, that is seemingly just... the only reference we get to, to, to that whole thing. Here I thought it was just because Thomas Edison was from New Jersey, and that's it. That's why this cockatiel man well, now was I the villain. Great. But yes, great. Do you not like that? No, it's done. Huh? <laughs> nice. Um, so okay, at AvengerCon they do a bunch of little sight gags, which are fun. Whatever. Um, she goes and does the the costume contest she forgets the gloves which was sad he made her cool gloves um, he did he put a lot of work into them and then and uh, zoe's costume by the way is what uh w- before carol danvers was captain marvel she was miss marvel and uh had that kind of like more bathing suit style suit okay that was zoe's costume was a reference to that neat then accidentally, Good old Zoe. accidentally bangles and hits the Ant-Man head and accidental bangles. Had... Yeah, you got it. Video killed it's a good... the Ant-Man good band name. head killed the never mind. That's the buggles, not the bangles. The bangles the buggles, is the fucking buggles. The ant the bangles is Oh my fucking god. What songs do the bangles sing? Walk like an Egyptian. Thank <laughs> you. That's yes. the one. When you are accident, when you are walking like an Egyptian and you don't intend to, that's an accidental bangles. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the Ministry of Still. If I hadn't already picked out the title for this episode, I feel like accidental bangles would have been. A I mean, good. you have the power to change it. I'm really happy with the one I picked. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so she hits the the head. It apparently has the inertia of an entire sun because it <laughs> it it rolls for. 
in unfathomable amount of distance and time, <laughs> destroying everything in its path, but not slowing, actually gaining momentum on a flat plane, which I don't understand. But <laughs> that was fun. Yeah, science. And then she saves Zoe from the Thor's hammer that's going to smack her right in the face. And then we get the, the post credit scene of the, uh, uh, the par- Department of Damage Control having a sick energy ometer on their phone that they can extract the, 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 the energy from this person through a video that they saw on their phone from TikTok. Yeah. TikTok energy ometer app on their phone. I'm pretty so, yeah. sure that's just something that TikTok makes you like <laughs> download from your phone. That's, just that's one, one of the things that's part skills. of the, the TikTok features. Yeah. It's like... And that's your first big Marvel connection your, your, of, of what else was going on. Damage control. Huh. Yeah. Well, you, you, hold on, hold on. You wanted my receipts. One, damage control was initially seen um, created post the Avengers event in the first Spider-Man movie. That was like the plot is right. the government came in with this new department of damage control. Vulture got pissed off because he used to be in charge of that. Blah, 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 blah. Two, Agent Cleary, who was the male um, uh, uh, agent there, um, he was the one from Spider-Man No Way Home. Right. And so now we're sort of seeing that uh, one from, was it, uh, Civil War, we had the Sokovia Accords, which started to put certain laws in place of uh, superheroing and whatnot. And we never really found out if like the Sokovia Accords were dismantled or whatever. So clearly when new powers are arriving post Sokovia Accords, they're investigating them. We're coming off the pl- two, we're coming off the plot of uh, No Way Home, or sorry, we're coming off the plot of Homecoming because the drones that they use now are the same ones that Mysterio was using, which we know they got because of No Way Home in the opening sequence where they uh, raid all of Stark's compounds and take all of his uh, gear. Um, even like the guns they use in the final episode, the... the um, the sonic weapons like those were from like incredible hulk and, and yeah, all I, of I actually jotted down that it was from the hulk um so we are seeing now post all of these other events how damage control is ramping up and becoming more of a player and i would imagine that given the final episode and the whole mutants thing which we'll talk about i would be really shocked if we don't continue to see uh, damage control because the mutants have always had a very bad relationship with government agencies. So this is like your first, this is your first direct connection that is clearly a progression of damage controls impact throughout the Marvel universe to the point where now the second that a new power comes up, they're using fucking Stark, Stark drones to hunt them down. So that's, that's connection number one, sir. And those are all of my receipts for connection yeah, that's, number one. That's fine. A part of me is also just like, it's like saying, oh, there were cops in this movie, so there are cops in this movie, so there's a connection because cops exist in both places. And it's like, all right. Like, sure. But you also literally have the actor from No Way Home and Succession and all of those other things that this guy does. Yeah. Yeah. Motherfucker. <laughs> You're all like, I want these things to connect. And I'm just like, here's your connection. And you're just like, but, but, it's but there's like- cops everywhere. It's a very loose connection, though. It's, like, it's, it's not like, like the core. Well, there's a Kokori line. village in this game and a Kokori village in that game, so it's just like <laughs> saying that you know the Kokori village changed from this one to that one. It, 
I, 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 yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. You asked I, for it, receipts, sir. I gave them to you. you. I'm not saying you didn't you didn't provide an example. I'm just lackluster about that example. <laughs> like if you're like, oh, Hydra's Fine. in this Hydra's in this movie too. It's like, yeah, Nazis don't just disappear. Um, but it's like seeing the evolution of Hydra and like you when you see that Shield has all this Hydra te- uh, technology, and then you get to. Uh, Winter Soldier, and you're like, oh, because Shield literally is Hydra. Like, I don't know. I still think it's it's interesting to see that actor come back. It's interesting to see how these small moments of damage control in other things have now led to here, where whether or not it's like quote unquote damage controller is bad, or just like specific agents within damage control are bad. Sure, fine, whatever. Uh, damage control is becoming more important the more that superheroes are starting to appear and um, whatnot. And I don't know if we're, well, I mentioned in the comics, there's like a whole thing. uh, uh, There's some other villainy elements. There is a whole uh, thing where I can't remember the name of the story, but it's like basically while doing some superhero stuff, a bomb goes off and uh, Miss Marvel is caught in the bomb and is uh, put in a coma. And uh, when they find her, she doesn't like, like someone had like gotten the costume off her or whatever um so they the government creates a thing called like kamala's law something like that and now all young teen superheroes are basically banned um as a result so i sort of was feeling like okay so we're doing the kamala's law no teen superheroes thing but who knows honestly that's actually been kind of interesting to me too as well like bringing up the whole fact like oh she's fucked up <laughs> that would be an yeah. interesting plot point to be like well, we can't have teen superheroes or something like that but it was just and i was like, i was even kind of imagining the more we were doing stuff with Kamran, who like clearly couldn't control his powers that's where mm-hmm. in my head i was like oh this really is like some kind of version of that um i get like we didn't get the Kamran shit until episode six so they were moving to the end but um yeah the, the, the damage control piece is actually interesting in the sense that no not for oh. how you think it is because <laughs> it's more because i'm annoyed by it because they're involved here because they needed somebody to be the antagonist but didn't give a shit about shang chi destroying a fucking bus going down in san francisco they didn't care about moon Knight changing the night sky to be two thousand years prior in egypt they didn't care about like thor's kid having powers and them seeing that like there there are so many other well, but damage control other is like things a clearly these... u.s government so the, the San Francisco thing they, is fair. The San Francisco thing is fair. They didn't care about the, the, the... That's like the, asking why uh, we don't call the FBI when we're in Egypt or whatever. It's fine. Fine. So, but then I'll give you San what Francisco. About, what about, what about the, New York, totally the New York piece when the sky goes purple and we're like, what the fuck are all of these people trying to break through this barrier around the Statue of Liberty? What the fuck's going on there? Damage control doesn't seem to give a fuck. What about yeah. like the... the so about oh, that... Everybody's I, like, oh, I'm what is this curious, celestial like... coming to the earth? Why is nobody concerned about that celestial coming to the earth? Why did it, like, oh, it's in London. Fine, okay. Like, there's there's so many other things where they could have been involved to for damage control purposes, because that's their fucking job, but they didn't have an antagonist for this show, and so they used damage control to fill that void. I'm also Instead sure they just wanted like... the correlation of there being, like, a government body versus this culture, too. 
Like, right, right. It, I'll it give you some. How can we get the U.S. government against this grouping of people as they've always been? So yeah. how can we highlight that? And I'm this honestly is how yeah. they that's it. probably a big point of it is because they wanted to show that. And like, I get it. That's totally relevant to sure. do that that connection. But it is also kind of weird. Like you could have literally done that with like local cops or <laughs> damage control or FBI. Well, no, because this one, the local cops are the good guys. Don't forget. Yeah. Um, this show does not say ACAB. Um, I'll give you some of those, but not all. I think the 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 New York one, oh, sorry, the Spider Man one is weird though. Yeah, because everybody forgets it afterwards. Well, that's the thing, and we don't. I guess, but if the like, sky we don't even know what people do or do not remember from that event, and they uh, they're they're it's fighting like a waste for a good of time half an to, like, hour. Sit in and be like, I need a thirty minute episode dedicated to explaining what people do or do not remember out of, um. The, sure. the spider-man thing um well, i'll definitely give you the san francisco one and it's that it, maybe this is just like well all, all these government agents only operate out in new york because that's where all the villains are it's like oh well okay maybe but i'll i'll give you the shang chi one the eternals one is like dude god shows up for like five minutes like what the fuck are they gonna do that that would be just like watching a bunch of uh these folks sit around a computer and be like uh oh god's bad like what are they really gonna that would, that would you again you'd need another 30 minutes of follow-up to feel feel out sure. what they would do. I, it, it just in the same vein that like the least it, they did a good job but if they had spent excessive amount of times of swords sitting outside of the um bubble that wanda created just spending their time debating versus us just getting the glimpse of how sword was taking action against wanda like yeah, well, I'll give it, you some it, of that. Uh, it just, sure. it just kind of seems like if they like don't a, show up again, it, it's a huge waste of this opportunity. Yeah, it just seems like a we needed a villain, we'll use them. Like it's like, oh, who's the antagonist in this movie? Uh, I don't know, Nazis? Yeah, yeah. Let's go with Hydra. They're Nazis. They're bad. Let's just go with them. <laughs> and and it just kind of seems like a, we have a story that we sort of kind of have fleshed out and want to tell who can be the opposition. Cool, we'll make them the opposition. So yes, my, it does provide my continuity firmer between belief things, here but... would be that. The whole like the real reason we are spending this time ramping up damage control is because she's a mutant. Like we can we can talk about it again sure. um, at the end when we get to that um, scene. And uh, sure, maybe uh, so. The guy is Agent Cleary, and the other one is Agent D. Agent Deaver. Deaver. Yeah. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about the mutant government relationship because it. I feel like there's a connection there, but I we are gonna have I've to already done my first where that one's number a, three. So we're at episode two now. So we gotta we gotta well we'll 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 episode I think my only note for episode two is mention of Kingo Jr. <laughs> I did mention Kingo. Um her name good. is Nightlight. I don't mind that name. Oh cool I do name. have uh sorry, I do have two other notes about uh, episode two. My bad. Um yeah, so she's doing it we're we're in the whole figure out my powers montage bit we do the whole zoe doing always stolen time. stolen valor bullshit uh, <laughs> we do uh, bruno really um cock blocking a little bit because like Kamran and, and her are vibing and he's just like oh but i'm here too and he's like shut the fuck up brian um it was funny uh iman did a uh, Amon Valami did a uh, AMA. I sent Matt a bit of it, but one of the questions that someone asked her was, "Was she Team Bruno or Team Kamran?" <laughs> and she was just like, oh, "Kamran's hotter." <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> he's got a car. Yeah, he's got a Porsche. Bruno, he's, he's got a Porsche. 
Yeah. Bruno's, and a, he looks Bruno, like Marty, Bruno's a sweet little a sweet. He guy. looks like Marty McFly for the entire time in this movie. When he's sitting in I the I think Jess the, said that too. Yeah. Dude, when he's sitting in the counselor's office, he's even wearing the fucking vest. I'm like, what yeah, are we doing, yeah. guys? That's not even a property. Oh, it is it is it a property they own? No. They don't own that. I They're don't just getting know. vaguely and fringy. I don't know what studio was Back to the Future. So now they're they're talking Bollywood. Kamran and, and, and Kamala are talking about Bollywood stuff. They start talking about King Go. I'm like, ah, he exists. That's a thing. <laughs> they're saying he's in movies. They're talking about Kamran's grandfather in this. I'm like, ah, it's all. Or sorry, King Go's grandfather. I'm like, ah, it's all King Go, you dumb dumbs. <laughs> you guys are so fucking stupid. You didn't even watch that other movie. How was it like King Go Senior? Like, I don't understand how he's attractive, but you know. <laughs> yeah. Right. All right. <laughs> dumb dumb it's all the same fucker <laughs> a nice um, moment of dramatic irony for the audience um yeah and then, and then she does the dance right it's after this scene she does the dance the dance when she goes home and dances to the ronettes oh that scene was great yeah right that was so it good was great that was very cute um when she got home and she was like singing and dancing as she's going to the fridge and grabbing shit and then heading upstairs it was very cute i like that scene uh one like it's stuff like this that i think helps this show stand out and like makes it uh number two for me in the same way that like all of the fun stuff of wandavision like yeah like by the end of wandavision it's just like they're pointing wands at each other and whatever but it's like there's still all of these great little moments that i think about and i was like that was really well done and then the thing with the ronettes is i think i we talked last episode about like young avengers and stuff and the Young Avengers, I think that they're trying to like lean into adapting. Literally, the beginning of that comic, um, the writer uses one of the characters to like talk about his favorite song, and like this is like the most important song in the universe because of the way like it comes in with these awesome like pom 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 drums, you know. And that's that's the song was the one that the in the comic they were referencing, "Be My Baby" by Ronettes. So I was like, oh, they're clearly referencing that young Avengers thing by having her do the dance to that song. And she even like hits the walls too um, with the drums. It's very Just good. All, all very, a, a very well done sequence. Uh, the, the TV show fan and the comic book fan and me were very happy with it. Um, so then uh, she FaceTimes uh, her grandmother, Sana. And yep. of course I did a, a Bo Burnham FaceTiming with my mom reference here because that seemed relevant. Um, so I was like, okay, great grandmother's Aisha's bangle, past a grandmother, past a mother, mother's trying to keep it under wraps and notes shit was where my brain was at at that point. Not the case. Um, but I was like, how did she pack those Tupperwares so fast? She probably also has superpowers. Um, but <laughs> they didn't really do anything. They didn't really do anything with that. It's a, a Pakistani mom superpower. I guess so. Um, and then we're talking about Mr. Bovine Joni himself. We knew he was going to Oh my god, the fucking day. Prince of New Jersey. That was strong. You know that who was... was really upset about that? Bruce Springsteen slash Jess. <laughs> the second one of those two. <laughs> uh, for the listeners at home, our producer, Jess, grew up in New Jersey in the town that Bon Jovi is from and like went to the same high school and had the same coaches that like Bon Jovi had. So they're always talking about Bon Jovi. <laughs> in this part of new jersey she fucking hates bon jovi and the fact that there were so many bon jovi references even to the point of the cover band being, Dude, being bon brown jovi, brown jovi. Brown jovi. Was, was or brown jovi was so fucking good 
It is so. They even bring. There's a Bon Jovi reference at the end of the show. They (laughs) they do so much Bon Jovi. She said she wouldn't have met her husband if it wasn't for Slippery When Wet. And I was like, Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) Bitch, lock it up. Lock it the fuck up. My God, your daughter's right there. I also really thought the um, Illuminantes. Illuminanti, great name. Mm -hmm. Very, very good. Very, very funny. Um, Yeah, so I was like, yeah, this turned into a Bon Jovi ad, essentially. Um, (laughs) Well, yeah, it's a Jersey thing. So, so they, so they had mentioned that Aisha did something really bad and distilled a curse into the bracelet, but like, she didn't really do anything bad. I think it's just like auntie's legends sort of feels sure. like it's just the things that are sort of lost in time because they don't know none of them knew what really happened to her or like who she really was or any, any of that stuff. Mm. <clears throat> so yeah, Nakia is running for like the 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 president of. I don't know if it's like some council president board. for the mosque. The mosque yeah. board, yeah. Ah, mosque board, yes. Um, and she gets her, <laughs> she gets Kamala's dad to turn against her best, fr- to turn against his best friend by pulling the women's suffrage card. Yep. Yeah, Jesus Christ, <laughs> Nakia. <laughs> um. Yeah. So then. Um, is I don't remember if this is when the damage control shit popped up again. I jotted something down about it, but oh, because they brought Zoe in um, to be yes. like interrogated by damage control because they're convinced uh, that she knows. And they're the, like, "Is this the person true Asian? identity of the is this person life? Southeast Asian? Is this person Pakistani? Can you please racially profile the person that you saw, please?" Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> can we can we fucking chill? Um. All damage control are bad. AD cab. Ad cab. Ad cab. Um, yeah. Ah, uh, so like they had mentioned that the FBI is already surveilling the cons. Is it just solely due to racism or because mm-hmm. they all have powers? So it's racism. Great. Um, so they, yeah, they referenced the grandmother thing. Oh, I, I thought they were surveilling her because of grandmother doing a bad thing, but just racists. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Well, not fine, but you know what I mean. Um, then we got the dude taking little kid taking pictures from the gram up in a steeple, falls off, gets saved by nightlight, and the kid says he likes fucking ice cream pizza like an absolute fucking, fucking ice savage. cream pizza. Oh like, my god! Ice cream on, like next to pe- like ice cream and ice pizza. cream He's on like, no, pizza. Is it one meal on or two? Pizza. Um. So two things about that sequence one i had to pause it or sorry the the like post post that sequence i had to pause it and like because you get all of those like quick flashing memes remember and i had to pause it because i was like did i see what i think i saw and i i'm i'm uh i am sending you a copy of it but it's the fucking uh meme of the woman in bed who's bet he's thinking about (laughs) other women and the guy is thinking is ice cream pizza (laughs) is ice cream on pizza one meal I thought that was so fucking funny. They had, there were some pretty good memes that popped up in that little interim bit. Um, and then again in the AMA, someone asked her about it, and her only response was, "It's disgusting." I mean, sure. Um, then she's she's running away from damage control because they have the drones. Yada 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 yada. Comron shows up, and mm-hmm. um, what's her face, uh, Najma, I think, mm-hmm. is in the back seat. 
and bad news bears. Side note, Najma has real strong Willem Dafoe vibes. Um, and once okay, I made like that connect- angular feature, once yeah. I made that yeah. connection, I was like, I can only see Willem Dafoe now. <laughs> this is very strange. <laughs> I don't think. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. Sure. Especially when she was in like battle fight mode or like, I'm pissed off mode. I was like, oh, okay. I'm getting getting some vibage. <laughs> um, totally fair. Okay, so now we're back in 1942. And yes, second big plot related connection to the MCU. World War II happened. And no. Partition. Well, happened. yes. The partition yeah, is yeah. related to the MCU. Well, that is now. But yeah, what's Did your, you what's pick your... up on it? Matt? Maybe I don't. Or maybe I. Oh, I did ask if they were Eternals in, at no. this point. No. I know that's not what that's they not are, the thing. but I know. What's the thing? Alexis, did you notice it? No. Where they got the bangle is uh, the Ten Rings. Oh. You see yeah, the Ten Rings. They, they do like an upper shot uh, from like top down of the characters. And you see the Ten. They're standing on like a pedestal with the Ten Rings from Shang-Chi. No. Didn't see okay. That. <laughs> so that would. When I wrote really this down, and straws, I think man. I'm like. Well, here's the thing. Like, I don't know. Um, and I think we'll probably find out more. Um, but if you want an MCU connection, you want my receipts. Shang-Chi has his bracelets, the Ten Rings, right? Um, all we know from the end credits of Shang-Chi is that they came from a mysterious something in space, that there was some kind of signal that uh, Wong and Bruce picked up on that they wanted to talk to Shang-Chi about. And if we go off the Shang-Chi vibe, there's a big chance that also Miss Marvel's bangle is from space, perhaps even the same place. And where uh, this kind of gets a little bit bigger as a connection is, do you remember who else was in the post-credit scene of Shang-Chi? I don't at all. Captain Marvel, my friends. Yeah, I don't remember that. No. So that, that was perhaps, like twelve things ago. <laughs> fair, but perhaps with the also the uh, final post credit scene of here and the bangle doing something weird. I guess what I'm trying to tell you, Matt, is maybe Shang Chi's in the Marvels. I understand. So that's a reason to be excited about the. No, Marvels. but but maybe but our... this maybe this character will be there. Doesn't really great, like a oh, fucking awesome. So then, is the other bangle just the ten rings? Like, is that well? That's the thing. What I, it's supposed I, to be. By or the end of the show, be? I think it's clear that uh, her powers were. Uh, we can talk about it more. Her powers were activated or somehow connected to like her possessing the bangles, but it's not exclusive to the bangle themselves. And they find this bangle in the rubble, uh, the, the 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 rubble of this 10 rings compound or whatever this was we also see uh they pull it off the body of a Cree, right um they're like the blue alien which is the blue aliens from captain marvel which mm-hmm. were the Cree. we also know that the Cree in captain marvel the, the, the film they all had those kind of like power band things right because we see like carol danvers and uh, whatnot before she's really captain marvel kind of utilizing these power bands so there's some kind of connection between captain marvel Shang-Chi and Miss Marvel that's all really 
You got to be like me to be like, oh, my God, OK, there's a blue alien. And OK, here's the 10 rings. And uh, that means that from this post credit sequence, we're going to get this post credit sequence. Right. Like, yeah, but it's basically they it's all there. have matching friendship jewelry. And that's yeah. what we're we're going Correct. for right now. I would love if the three of us had. I mean, at one at jewelry. one point there were two Bengals, which we'll fucking get into. So, I think the were, there were like four of them. I'm more saying there were two Bengals. I was within... about the band. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Regardless, there's your second big uh, MCU connection. I'm actually, I don't know how you didn't see the big fucking ten rings. They're literally I, dude, like even if I standing saw, on them. Even if I literally saw the ten rings, I would not have remembered that. No. There's we've had eleven pieces of content in a year and a half. Like, get fucked with this. I don't remember the ten fucking rings. I mean, okay, it was like only it was like your favorite thing that we had in the the, the first MCU, half of it was. But <laughs> yeah, there's no yeah, I don't shot really in pick hell. Up on those. <laughs> we're, we're looking at a picture of it right now and there's literally no chance in fucking hell i would have noticed that how it's they're standing on 10 rings what is, what, exactly what is it on like screen for rings from the fucking movie is it collectively seconds? on screen for like a second and a half no it was, it was like a lingering shot of this yeah i don't have i yeah it's the first thing I noticed was they were standing on this Matt, weird pedestal. You can't be the barometer for things that get noticed. It. You can't be the barometer for things that get noticed, man. Like just like I'm pulling references to Escalator Land, like this is the equivalent. Like <laughs> you, you you gotta realize that your brain globs onto this shit the way my brain globs on onto SpongeBob references. And even you need if to I accept didn't... that. Even if I didn't know this was an explicit re reference to the Ten Rings, it is a weird shot of them standing on a pedestal that has ten circles on it. Like it's clearly a visual of something. So that just again, like you if noticed I didn't the know what Edison it was, Electric thing, nerds like, would go and fucking Google it. Like this is a lot more promising than Edison Electric. Edison Electric was a background thing. It's right there in fucking front of you. It's, it's the primary focus of the shot. It's literally centered around these ten circles. But, but they could have been on like like they, they could have been on a tile floor, and I wouldn't have remembered what flooring they were on. Like, and I if don't it was a just shit. a tile flooring, then sure. But it this was clearly a big visual in that sequence, is what I'm telling you. I mean, I'm also for myself. I'm usually like doing something else during these episodes. Like they they didn't really pull me in that much, so I'm like I don't know, playing Animal Crossing or something. So I might look well, down and look fucking... back up. Like, being a jabroni <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a background show for me so i'm not gonna pick up on every single like two second visual reference that they're gonna have <laughs> i can't i i can't i can't uh talk through you being a jabroni that's yeah, just that's put fair. your phone away alexis like <laughs> hey i remember they used the sound this cannon is, this is important the Hulk. like <laughs> what I remember they used the sound cannon, sound wave cannon things against the Hulk. So fucking give me some very, goddamn slack. I'm, I'm not gonna you. fuck. I'm, I'm not gonna remember the fucking ten rings. Maybe like, in it, another twenty years you're gonna remember the. the... <laughs> There's literally no shot. Like it takes no, ten years for something to sink to in for you. Enough. Apparently, yeah. yeah. But until yeah, it becomes background recall. Well, fine. Whatever. Ten rings. Ten rings. Aliens. Three. Bangles, power bands, yada yada yada. Second big MCU connection. There's all my receipts. Fine. 
Yeah, that's, that's about <laughs> it. Um, so they're not Eternals. They don't age. They're trapped here. They're clandestine. <laughs> they're clandestine. They're gin. Whatever the fuck they're that means. They're gin. They have the Nor. The Nor is the Force because I'm just going to call it the Force because that's easier. That's fine. Um, um, your fun fact is the clandestines aren't a thing from Marvel, right. but there is a clan space destine. Fuck off. And thing, isn't it? <laughs> they are Z-list X-Men villains. So they're that. Great. Um, I was yeah, like, Jesus no Christ, we're, we're going we're, we're to introduce interdimensional Noor wielders and we're not going to fucking talk about it again and other things, huh? Which My assumption yes. was this is another one of the, the Shang-Chi things of like the pocket universes. Or is it just like the, a multiverse? The, because they're talking, about... because they're, they're talking about merging them like they did in Doctor Strange. Like, oh, they collapse in on each other. Like, it seems like more of that was going on. Well, but they were originally talking about their world in the way that they talked about it in Shang-Chi of just like there's worlds kind of on top of each other. And that's how you get these like weird little pocket dimensions versus. Yeah, I'm so glad Marvel went in this direction. Are. It's not messy at all. <laughs> Completely. <Yeah. laughs> This is super clear cut. I'm so glad they went in this direction so it wouldn't get fucking confusing. We so haven't they introduced... even talked about the time travel yet either. Which Holy is... <laughs> fucking shit. I'm going to lose my mind at the fucking time travel bullshit. Oh my God. We're having such a good time. Can we go back to talking about the Ronettes and Illuminantes and ice cream on pizza? What do we think? Is ice cream pizza one meal or two? It's one. It's, it's one gotta be one, meal. right? Yeah, it's one meal. Because like, like if you crack an egg into ramen, pizza. yeah. If you crack an egg into ramen, it's not breakfast and lunch; it's one meal. Yeah. So just because you're combining dessert and dinner doesn't mean it's not one singular thing. If it's being eaten in a combined form, now if you had a pizza in front of you and in the center of the table was a bowl of ice cream, that could potentially be two separate meals. But it's but a meal. You, you're eating it at the if you're time. Both, yeah, if you're, you're eating, eating them both simultaneously, there it's the same meal. It's a meal. Yeah. I also okay. feel like then, yeah, if you have like an appetizer, main, and dessert, that's all one meal. Like even if you're eating them in success. Oh, so it's all in a sitting. You're you're considering yeah. the meal what you're consuming in a sitting. Yeah. If you are okay. in a if you're in a restaurant and you get an appetizer and a main course, and then you leave the restaurant and you go down the street to like an ice cream parlor, is that one meal or two? Two. Two. Even it's a, even there, it's, there's a break in the succession. It's all know. one trip though, because it's like no, I leave, I go to the restaurant, then I'll, I I'll do another trip, and then I go home. I've got a better, I've got a better example to, to illustrate what you're trying to say. I think Matt, say you you eat your dinner, you order dessert, they clear the plates for dinner, you get up to go to the restroom before, and then you get back, and dessert shows up. Is that one meal or two? Restroom is not a trip. <laughs> That's, That's not a, a trip. Necessity. No, yeah, you're not going to another location for the food. You are just literally going to relieve yourself and coming back to the same location for the okay. food. Okay. How about this one? <laughs> I'm at home. We're only on episode three, guys. <laughs> I eat dinner. It's been I, an hour and fifteen minutes. <laughs> I watch some. I watch some TV. I feed my cats, and then I pull the ice cream out of the freezer. And Dude. it has been. There's. I've done things in between, but I'm all. I'm still in the same location, Dude. and I oh, just took because... a trip to feed my cat between. Uh, yeah. I think a meal Dinner is and both dessert. location and time. You can't have like a bunch of blank time in between of like not eating. What is the what is the time limit? You have to have ice cream this far from when you had pizza for it to 
I think that's meals. variable, but it, it's like when you're combined with you are focusing on eating and then like talking in between is not much. But if you go and do other things like watch TV, feed cats, actions and stuff that breaks up the time. What if I'm in the restaurant yeah. and they're just really backed up? So it takes them an hour to get me my ice cream after I've had my pizza. And so I've just been sitting there for an hour talking with friends or scrolling on my phone. Maybe I'm playing the, Animal Crossing. The intention of the time would be shorter. So that's still one meal. Okay. The intention is that you get the ice cream immediately. However, you're not in control of the ice cream dispensary. What if I'm at Matt's house? Mm-hmm. We had some pizza and then we're chilling and we, we, we'd order pizza from down the street and then we finish pizza and we're just like, oh man, I could go for some scoop and scootery. So then we also order ice cream. It wasn't our original intention when we got the pizza, but we finished that pizza and then we're just like, oh man, you guys want some ice cream? And then we, we also decide to get ice cream, which expanded to another hour, but it was two separate decisions between going down the street to get the pizza and then ordering ice cream from scoop and scootery. Now does soup count two as meals? a meal? Yeah. Two meals. Okay. It's super meal. It can be. A super Jerry, meal? Says, Jerry says soup is not a meal. Soup or no, sorry. Oh, Kenny, soup is Kenny, soup. Kenny, Kenny Banya says soup is soup is not a meal, but Jerry says soup is a meal. A soup cup is a meal. of soup? No. A bowl of soup? Yes. But if you go out and get soup, I think that's a meal. Like if you go to a restaurant, sit down, and you only only order soup, that's a meal. But if you only order a cup of soup, but but a, if wait. If Are I we now getting take, into the discussion of snacks versus meals? If I was, if, if, if I was like, I'm going to take you out to dinner, we go and you order a cup of soup and that's it. That's your dinner. You're done. That's a meal. I've fulfilled my obligation. I would say, yes, you have fulfilled your obligation. And it was my choice to not take further advantage of your kindness. Well, that's different. Like, yeah, that's then a meal. <laughs> Why are we doing this? <laughs> I don't actually a meal know. obligation is done, even if to that person it was only a snack. Mm. Mm. The act of consuming food on someone else's dime is the meal. Is a meal. Okay. If it's so pre-approved upon. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so then they mentioned Dr. Selvig, and I think he was in Thor or something. Yeah. Was he like the we literally saw him in Dark the World movie dude? Love and Thunder? Yeah. No, he was there too, but it was more Scar's just like Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so then we have damage control barging into a mosque. Not great. Um, and like an agent and, diva, man. And being like, yo, interrogating people. And she's like, no, nah, get the fuck out of here. You don't have a warrant. Eat a fucking bag of dicks. Fuck you. Leave. And they're like, okay. And then they leave. Yeah, um, the things you learn from law and order, right? Jeez. Right? <laughs> Important. <laughs> um, so now it's her brother's wedding. They're like doing a bunch of like prep shit at the house or whatever. And we see the little, the little fucking mosque shoe thief, that little motherfucker coming, to, skittering down the stairs with like 25 pairs of shoes in his goddamn mitts. Piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, so they try. She goes out and she has a, a chat. Who's she in chat with? I didn't. I don't think I wrote anything down here. The leader of the mosque. Oh, because she's right. talking about like doing like the purpose of doing good or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Uh, and then they're fucking. So then we talk about the clandestines. How they're tr- basically trapped here until they can get the bangle to have the power to break down whatever it is the veil to get back into their home world or something. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I don't understand why they need to destroy one world to get to the other, but I think it was less of a we have to destroy and more of a we don't care about the consequences of our actions. Mm, sure. And trying to portray them as like they are the bad guys, but they're not like bad guys. They're just inconsiderate and desperate to get home since they've been here for uh I don't remember was they said at least 1940 whatever. Yeah. So um, at least like 80 years. Yeah. Um so I think it, I think it's more that. It's it's not a malicious thing. It's just a we desperately want to go home. We don't belong here. We 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 aren't happy here. But then it was also weird at the end because Kamran said something about like, oh well, like we need to save our world or something too. And like they didn't even bring that up. And I was like, wait, I thought they were just trying to get back home or kind of being assholes home. about it. But now mm-hmm. apparently also that world is dying and they never even really brought that up or explained that. And then there's just okay. Oh uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, it starts going off the rails about here. Yeah. Um yeah. so we have the wedding. Seems like a really fucking fun time. Brown Joni, rad dance choreographed dope. dance routines seems super fun um and then the clandestine fuckers come in they all have their weird little magical weapons be it a belt or a weird fucking hammer thing or whatever they get in their whole scuffle and do whatever the fuck um and then damage control barges in and apparently don't see them in the hallway because they jumped right at the right moment and they escape somehow um oh and they, they have a vision of a train which is the train that uh grandmother escaped on to get out of uh it's partition get out of india during partition so yada yada yada, blah 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 a real a real actively horrific event correct um the brits were kind of dicks for a while (laughs) but i do think it's so many different places um there was another movie that came out last year starring Riz Ahmed called uh, Mogul Mowgli. I feel like this is something that might have crossed Alexis's plate. I don't know if you heard of it or saw it. Um, We all know who Riz Ahmed is, right? That's not a... He was the... Matt, he was the the pilot in Rogue One who literally calls them. He's like, "Uh, this is Rogue One. That scene. Yeah, that's Riz Ahmed. Um, Riz Ahmed's cool. Uh, he made a movie called Mogul Mowgli that was also uh, very much about partition. And when, in, I think it's in Miss Marvel, someone has the line that's like, every Pakistani family has a partition story. And that's like kind of what that movie was about and generational trauma and, and things like that. Yeah. Um, but Mogul Mowgli is also very, very good. I, I think. It's sad, but I think you would like it. Um, so now, I, all right, she has the vision of the train. They also the uh, use a bunch of Riz Ahmed's raps in random episodes. I noticed that because a lot of this oh. mu- music is from Pakistani artists. And they put like, I think it's like out of six episodes, three of them had a Riz Ahmed song in it or something. That's pretty Which cool. I thought, yeah, I think I noticed. I don't remember the count, but something like that. So grandmother sees the train she saw this vision of the train and she's like yo you gotta come to karachi like fucking now and then next scene they're already on a plane to karachi and i'm like how the fuck did they figure that out um they go to the house in karachi which is some like palatial estate like christ almighty it's dope um then we learn that her whole family are jinn so they're all sort of non-aging 
quote unquote angels slash demons of of lore. Apparently they age, but they don't, and, and nobody's really well, called that Kamala's out. Well, not Kamala's family. They're not all Jin. What? It's like, like uh, no, it's um, they still uh, her family ages as normal because of um Aisha. Um, but it's like they have that in their genes, and I think that's where the end you get to the like the mutation <laughs> piece of the puzzle. Okay, but <laughs> it's not starting. that they're yes, the they have spiral. it in their their blood. It's not until like Kamala that it seems to come out uh, and become like a superpower type deal. Fine. The clandestine are all Jin from that world, but like Aisha was the only Jin in this family, so like her husband was still a normal human. Ergo. Sana was half gin, half human. Sure. And Everybody's so on gin. from there for mutation. Um, gin is a spectrum. Um, mm, not your best. It's fine. Um, so then they're visiting, going around, visiting Karachi, seeing some cool shit. Um, seeing her cousins, yada, yada, blah, blah, blah. And then pops on the eye mask and fucking red dagger was this the red dagger part i don't remember the red daggers yeah that one of the few things from um the miss marvel comic was these dudes red daggers so yeah so see somebody wielding nor and is like yo let me tell you some shit and we're gonna introduce a whole other faction of people because fuck you we have no care for you or your brain um so yeah it's really that heavy of a lift to be like oh yeah no but it's just like, we're just introducing all of this stuff that group of vigilante pakistani heroes that matter. you wouldn't have heard about because we've never been to pakistan and we've never seen this side no, of the world that's, before that's not what i'm saying i'm saying like we're you're just saying all... that this is you just don't get these pakistani jokes you just can't relate that <laughs> i'm saying we're introducing you all of women. this stuff that we're right because <laughs> you don't like we're, star wars right we're introducing all of this stuff that we're like never gonna really reference again granted we may reference it again because Kamran ends up there but like there's yeah there's another thing i wrote down and i wrote it as a thing i don't know what it means but i did write down another thing that happens in the final episode with the red um, dagger yeah so so yeah this is where they're talking about like the pocket dimension how the world like overlaps theirs they have yep. like their their dark world shadow realm whatever the fuck we're doing here which that's that's i wrote here it, the way they talk about it is very similar to how Shang-Chi talks about the other dimensions where their mystical beings live. So I said, as well. Jesus, we're going to dance around a multiverse again, but do nothing. It's not a multiverse. It's just... It's just a... A, a pocket a universe, dimension. It's, it's a dimension universe. that exists in parallel to yours, but it's not a multiverse. Matt. A multiverse is where there is another version of you there. Another dimension, you don't you don't happen to be in that other dimension. But if this was a multiverse, there would be a variant of you in that multiverse. But there could be a multiverse where you died, Matt. Yeah, maybe there's a multiverse anymore. where I go and I find my kids. Like what so you there could multi be a multiverse where you're in one of the pocket dimensions, but you're there's not a, in the main universe. <laughs> there's a multiverse maybe. where the, the the like oh my god, there's a multiverse where you're a djinn and that yeah, it's all maybe it's all the fucking same. It's, There's a gin multiverse out there somewhere, it's just, but it's, it's not just, this one because here just, the gin are just in a pocket dimension. But it's just we're introducing complicate like we're introducing complications for no fucking reason. All right, you know what? Go to your closet. How many pairs of jeans do you have in your closet right now? 
How many pairs of jeans do you own? Four or five. Four or five. On every single pair of jeans, are the pockets exactly the same? They all have pockets, but are they the same in every single this pair of jeans you own? Horrendous, horrendous analogy. Because it's as if I said I own infinite pants. Yes. Matt. Yes. With infinite with pants. Infinite pants with infinite pockets. Crisis in, on in infinite that case, pants. There would be the same exact pockets at some point. Yeah. At some point, because there has to be. There would ha- there would have to be some slight variation in the creation of the paint. No, no there wouldn't. That's have not to what be. infinite means. If there if there are infinite possibilities, there are infinitely identical pants somewhere, and some when, and somehow. There's if there there's is multi- still if the you multiverse still, you is said, true. You gave me five pants, so I'm only working with five pants. Me, here. I gave you five <laughs> pants. Yes. The fucking infinite power of the multiverse did not give you five pants, Matt. I'm just I'm sticking with my how many are the pockets. Of course, the you're same sticking with your, your fucking abysmal analogy. <laughs> I mean, it, it would have worked even better if I asked Alexis because pockets are way worse on on girl jeans than they are on boy jeans. We don't even have pockets, so then what's the point of even talking about pocket dimensions if they don't? Don't even that? introduce pocket <laughs> so dimensions. <laughs> somewhere there's a multiverse them. that doesn't have a pocket dimension. <laughs> See, honest, honestly, honestly, if they kept it consistent, if every time we delved into this bullshit, it was a multiverse. That's at least removing some unnecessary complications that we don't need to have. You're at least sticking, <laughs> we don't have to talk about pockets you're, on jeans. You're at least well, one yes, but you're at least sticking with a common psychotic thread instead of layering another psychotic thread on top of that psychotic thread. Like also, it's it's functioning as the same thing. Why not just call it the same thing? Also, the point of a multiverse is you may not exist in that multiverse, but you could as well. So then isn't that also potentially the same thing as pocket dimension? It's just a multiverse where you don't exist and other things exist. All right, Schrodinger. Like, <laughs> but it's just like we're, we're I don't we're know just... until I look in the multiverse, like <laughs> literally. Yeah. But like we're, we're, there's no reason to have this pocket dimension bullshit if we're if we're if we're gonna introduce the like infinite nature of the multiverse, then having pocket dimensions stacked on top of that is just unnecessary. It's just fluff. Hey Matt. You know what we should add to all of this? Time travel. I, you got it. Let's got it. fucking you add it. that to this. Fuckery. You fixed it. Now, this is this is going to clean everything up. We're totally going to fix it. We're going to fix it. Like, we We're just gonna need one more. We're going to completely undo the rules of ending Correct. time travel. Correct. And one more episode. It. We just got to get through this one episode and then we're going to fix everything, Alexis. Give, give me give me just like a couple minutes and we're going to fix the whole fucking thing. Um, all right, so pocket dimension. That's dumb. What you seek is seeking you. Doesn't make sense. Who fucking cares? Um, they're tearing down the veil so they can go back home. Cool. Fucking whatever. Um, Department of Damage Control really has fucking awful security because they, uh, uh, they they take all of the clandestines underground into some jail and then they're immediately fucking them. Uh, immediately it's a lose. Super max prison too. It's a it's a super max like prison for superhuman people, and they're like this one dude. Out. This one dude can handle it, right? Um, <laughs> dumb. Um, yeah, and then they break out. They go to Karachi. They chase him down the street. They do a whole fucking chase scene there. There's a truck that overturns that's filled with microwaves for some reason. Um, and then we have the shakiest camera scene to ever camera shake since, like, the Born Identity. I thought I was, like, sitting on a washing machine the entire fucking time that whole chase scene was happening. Um, 
not a fan. Of course, Waleed had to die because why the fuck wouldn't it? And then we stabbed the bangle and then time travel because fuck you. Did I get that? Yep. So now... Were you looking for a response from me? (laughs) Just in general. I mean, um, I don't think it's time travel because fuck you. I I think it's two things. I was personally attacked by this. Yeah, that's fine because I know you've got your whole thing. Because then we get a whole circular argument situation going on. A whole recursion trash fire that we're going to deal with here. That we literally said during Endgame, you can't change the present from changing the past but apparently that doesn't exist if it's just circular but you know yeah. well there's a there's a known plot reason for that so we can talk about it if you want but one i think uh, i don't think this is a good answer i think the answer is that we don't understand the power uh, uh, no there's not a clear definition of the power of the nor and when you're considering that they're genies all right, whatever. Time travel. Two, I think, given the way that they were teasing the train repeatedly, unless we were going to get, like, we we were go- always going to get some kind of extended flashback. I, I was thinking that even earlier. Flashbacks, fine. Yeah, flashbacks. I was fine, like, there's, there's no the way past. we weren't going to see partition <laughs> because they keep talking about it once again. And so the way yeah. they chose to to get away with doing a 30 minute episode about partition was time travel. So I was not, just like, that's the I was like, hey, like flashback to Aisha's story. Cause that is interesting. And yeah. you just have that. Story there's no one like, who could tell it was the problem. Literally no it. one could tell it. Yeah. We were we seeing it there. for the first like 20 minutes. So how would, how would there. Kamala, like the, the whole thing but here, Kamala like, wasn't Kamala there with had Aisha. to learn. She had to meet her grandmother. She had to experience this moment in time because but it also then why? helps her bring resolution uh, to Sana in the sequence where she brings that photo home. She could have just seen it. We could have just been like, oh, okay, I saw this thing that happened in the past and I'll tell you about it. We get the whole story of Aisha falling asleep in the rose bush and then falling in love with this man, yada, yada, yada. And she, Kamala wasn't there for that. Mm-hmm. Unless, unless on her fucking deathbed, Aisha word vomited directly into Kamala's face <laughs> to say everything about her entire life story. The whole argument of we needed somebody to be there to document it is null and void yeah like it's a bad bad, none of the bible writers met jesus like what are we talking about here matt like (laughs) what are we doing (laughs) well the other thing is we know that uh the you can't change things on the timeline thing doesn't matter anymore because that was the whole thing at the end of loki the whole multiverse everything's fucking irrelevant thing um yeah like we had the quote-unquote sacred timeline that was referenced in endgame that's what you guys are talking about that whole scene with the ancient one and the hulk and they deliberately mention the sacred timeline and then you get the loki thing which is all of the variants and you can't have variants and blah 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 blah. then sylvie fucking kills the kang at the end of time there and you see visually the timeline starts to break out and that's where you can start to get multiverses because there is no singular sacred timeline right like that was the point of the tva was every time there was a variant or a deviation the tva stopped it or took it out so that the sacred timeline could continue so, so if you want me the to rule, their more, previous rules it, of time travel but... <laughs> are done for now yeah. why did the tva so then why it, and also then because why the tva is gone not exist anymore because those previous rules of time travel on that 
one singular time stream don't exist at any point in time. So they could have just gone back during Endgame and like, oh, Thanos doesn't exist anymore because apparently that's what this means with Kamala as well. It wasn't like after no, but the we didn't. Of they, Loki, but they hadn't written that yet, point. Alexis. They hadn't written that yet, so we didn't know that that was a thing yet. But now we know it's a thing, so it's fine now. So now but you can go in the past to no. change the past. Well, in Impossible. that. In that one, they they did talk about why don't we just go kill Thanos in his crib? And they said, yeah, and they we're said better than can't. that. Well, no, they said you can't we're go back and change. You can only change going like forward. You can't change the past. That's That was literally their argument during that. And it's like, you can't go kill Hitler. Like, it just doesn't happen. But also, what are we arguing about here? I don't understand what it, what, what's the because thing. Because she's, the reason, she's she, the reason her grandmother gets exists. on the train. She's yeah, the and then that she says, uh, I like, oh, I was always the reason. She says she has that line. How? But how she couldn't she... be! <laughs> well, what do you mean she couldn't because be? Because you can't time travel back, back in time. Loop. That doesn't make sense. Because you, you can't time travel back in time and change the past so that it affects the future. We're in like so a recursive loop. We know yeah. that she did. She shouldn't have been able to do so because we created a recursive loop. Because she but we to... always knew that someone that they were a, a thing of stars someone. that her grandmother followed, and we just didn't know who the someone was, and now we know it was Kamala. Or not some... It could have just never existed, and I would have been fine with that. Oh, the bangle could have just been like, oh, okay, I'm here to protect you. The bangle protects like, her. Like the fucking Thor's hammer to whatever. There's like, no reason for a person to be there. There was zero reason. And then it makes no sense, because the only way she could have been there to direct her was she had to exist prior but she doesn't because she's her grandchild it it's stupid it's really bad <laughs> the whole logic of that is bad it's yeah. just like every time travel thing ever though exactly and that's bad <laughs> <laughs> bingo bango it's yeah. fucking trash <laughs> and it, it just undoes like what they set as the standard because of loki just saying oh no rules no those don't exist anymore we don't care anything can happen now but apparently also anything can't happen now because previous properties can't be undone. We can't. I feel like you guys are working yourself up into a tizzy over this very small moment. Exactly, because it yes. didn't need to exist. They yes. could have just not put it in But what defines what needs or doesn't No, because they deliberately had a way to get her on that train, but they deliberately included this incredibly recursive time travel bullshit to justify that, which doesn't add to the story and just adds to the confusion of the whole thing. Yep. There's no reason she should have been able to do that as laid out in prior movies and TV properties. So there's no reason she should have been able to do that. And since in the end, she ends up following the line of stars to the train anyway because of her bangle, we could have just fucking done that. Why the fuck did Kamala need to be there? It just adds more confusion into the entire universe. It's like talking about pocket dimensions while multiverses yeah. exist. It's like, why are we doing this? There's no reason for it. I don't think it is. It's not new that we've both been like, give us some rules. Give us some science behind these things and limitations. And then they were given. And we were like, during Endgame and everything, like, okay, we are okay with this. And now they're gone away and we are supposed to be okay with that no <laughs> we, we like that for a reason and <laughs> it's just bloop. i right. feel like why are we doing this it was one i, I still i still maintain that i think you guys are getting a little bit overworked up on this one it's just Two, unnecessary i think that the logic here is less about science and more about the emotional element of 
Kamala getting to experience partition and bring closure to her grandmother. Why couldn't she just like what like she time travels there and just like Thor was doing the whole with with Heimdall's son just being like a little ghost thing seeing what was going on and communing with them. There would have been so many more options to if be she able just to like do that same exact like invisible fly thing. on the wall and just and observes we, it. We happening. can't. <laughs> Oh, we can't, can't change how the, they would have I, written it. We can't do I, that. Yeah, I can't, wrote it I can't this way. have the argument of like, well, if I'd written it, I would have written it this way. Like, okay, sure, but like, that's not that's not what was written. So we have to no, go with because, what was presented. Because it's a deliberate choice to have this time travel thing be the crux of how her family escaped. And that is, having the crux be her, I know they're trying to instill this incredible importance on Kamala's journey and her yeah, that's it that's 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 it but that's all of it but it's completely fucked it's completely <laughs> fucked because it adds a much right. greater element to the entire marvel universe now it's not just the contained story of being like okay this is what happened we're now saying fuck all the rules of everything also she can now time travel maybe apparently whenever so like is that going to be a, a power of hers and like it doesn't matter because anything she does when she time travels just doesn't really matter like Thor can travel does. back in time and aim for the head, and then we don't have yeah. Endgame happen. Like the blip doesn't happen. Like so, there's... yeah. Why don't we just go back and undo everything from the first Avengers, and then just restart the Marvel? Because 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 at first, like people. we set the rules that this is how it had to be, but then we we completely undo it at every turn, and just mm-hmm. like if you didn't want to introduce this type of conversation into the MCU, you don't write this shit in. Yeah. That's the big thing. Like you're if you're the writer of this and you want to make it so the way that you laid out. The, the past properties and series of events and everything is how it is. You don't introduce this element to it because once you introduce this element to it, it brings up the, why the fuck don't we do this? Why the fuck don't we do that? And we can't just be like, well, they wrote it this way. It's like, they wrote it to be, they, they, they wrote it deliberately to add this in there to make the rest of it irrelevant. I, I don't know. Like, it's just, it's just, it's just baffling to me. Mm-hmm. One I still think you guys are working overworking yourself. No. Two underworking. Perhaps. Yes. There is more to come on what time travel means for the Marvel universe. I think we can probably say that with a hundred percent certainty, because we're all assuming the big bad of Marvel's new phase is this time-traveling conqueror guy named Kang, right? However, I think getting all upset about this and, and spinning the wheels of what are the rules, what are the rules, what are the rules, like whether or not the, the point here is like introduce something that we'll, we'll have to talk about later, like, okay, sure, maybe, but still the clear point of this sequence was rooted in Kamala, was rooted in her relationship to her family, was rooted in uh, the sequence with her, her grandmother, and even the end of the episode where her grandmother and mother have a much uh, nicer moment together too, and all of them hug, and it's like a nice, big, warm, fuzzy moment. And sure, fine, I'm with you guys. Like We'll probably have to talk more about time travel at some point anyway and figure out what are the new rules post-Loki where all of this stuff breaks, I don't think there there's no enough rules. here to get into as heavy a debate as you guys are doing. 
because there's just so little presented. Just don't, just, right, exactly. they don't, they they don't just, present just don't it. don't bring it up. But, like, uh, like are we only allowed to present major... an idea when we are ready to talk about it 100%? Like, they drop the mutant thing pretty quickly and then move on. Like, that's also just as big, if not... But it's, it, it is but bigger than this. universe-breaking. It is huge. Are you Her being a mutant me? is not affecting the universe as it stands now. Like every you, superhero is kind of a You mutant, being able to travel through space and time affects everything that has come before and will come after. And somebody the, having just a mutated, jump over it. Like somebody That's having a mutated gene yeah. doesn't affect anything for now. But you can lay seeds for how things will affect things in the future. I would say the same thing about this time travel thing is that it's laying insanity. seeds for something later. <sighs> I can't. I'm not with you guys on this. It already. It already. uh, It's fine to be two versus one here, sure. But like, it already has world-breaking implications. Just as I talked about with multiverse stuff, Mm -hmm. like Wanda could have just gone to a universe where her Wanda died, and she gets her kids, and we're fine. But at least with the multiverse, we spent a whole fucking movie to to see it and learn about it, and like have a real discussion here. Sure. Like there's there's nothing here that's really you guys it, it this is the uh you guys are doing the same thing that my therapist gives me shit for all the fucking time which is that I will come in and I'll be like hey therapist my week was terrible and this bad thing happened and this bad thing happened and this bad thing happened and then she'll be like well did like tell me about X and I'll be like oh well yeah like one person said something nice to me and then she'll fucking yell at me for the rest of the session because I spent the whole time zoomed in on this other thing that was oh i'm so mad about xyz instead of taking the other thing that's nice or whatever and you know printing it out and putting it on my wall as a reminder that someone said something nice to me right you guys are doing the exact same thing of like this is a tiny fucking thing here we've got no context we have no no nothing else to go on and you're just like yeah but well what if this means yeah like i don't fucking know we'll see in the next movie i don't know man yeah, like if, if maybe it's all if the thing, if the thing you told your therapist was I'm a precog and can see crime before it happens and I'm doing nothing about it, that would be a big thing because you're deliberately mm-hmm. not doing a thing with the thing that you have the power to do. So if you're if you're if you're unlocking the fact that you can time travel or unlocking the fact that the timeline can be fucked with ad infinitum with no mm-hmm. seem, seemingly no rules. That, it, that opens up a mar- much larger can of worms than somebody saying, hey, Matt's a pretty good manager. Thank you. Being able but, to time travel, being able to time travel, and potentially kill Hitler, but means the, the more ti- than like you're doing. Time a good travel job. is not a central tenant to all six episodes. It is a I agree. vehicle exactly. for I agree. one exactly. episode. Thank you, and thank you, Matt. You're right. <laughs> you're right. Yeah. You're right. But it like is. every episode has a different like focus. Uh-huh. We don't have to spend all of our time only focused on this one tiny thing that you guys we are now elongating right. this episode by another didn't hour. To. To, to we didn't have it. to. We didn't have to. Right. They so they are planting this. a seed and we'll talk about time travel again when we're going to get the time travel movie. Like, what do you what do you want from me? There's nothing to talk about here other than what ifs. And this isn't the what if show because you both refused to watch the what if show. We just we just need <laughs> like, to burn it all down. Here? We need to burn all, this whole thing down because it's a dumpster fire. Is My God, you guys are silly. Here. Keep, keep going. Keep. We got one more episode. We're already just made her, fucking an hour, just, 45 minutes on just the post-show, man. Dude, if they, if they could have just made her a force ghost and just see the story unfold, and that gives her the connection to her family, and to see what her family went through, that her grandmother died, or her great-grandmother died. And how died. did she get the photo as a force ghost? You'd be mad because she, she used force ghost powers, and what are force ghost powers? How does she get a thing from the force ghost power? Like, do we, we don't, do we, we'd still be stuck in a fucking argument you, about then it. Then you, you get rid of the photo. The photo isn't a central piece of this. 
Yes, it is. Oh my God. Yes, it is. Not really. That was just her being there. No. And you brought that up. It's the emotional. Are you guys kidding me? I thought. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie here. I thought one of the most moving and impactful scenes of this whole goddamn show was she comes back with this photo and gives it to her grandmother because we know from every single previous episode we don't know what happened to Aisha. We don't know what happened to Aisha. Legend of Aisha. This version of Aisha's past. That we even get a whole sequence in the previous episode where her grandmother Sana's like. I never really got to know my mother and it makes me fucking miserable and I had to paint a portrait of what I thought my mother looked like and this is something that has like it has affected my own relationship with your mother my daughter and here's Kamala coming back with this photo this actual thing that her grandmother can have to remember her mother I thought that was incredibly moving I, and that's the stuff I, that I think about. A, and you guys are over here stuck of, on the fucking time travel of being thing. like, hey, you were correct, grandmother. It was just a physical token of that that she was doing at the exact same time. I don't remember any part of this being like she doesn't remember what her mother looks like because she literally said that's how like, she had to painting. make a painting of her. Yeah, because yeah, well, she, she said there's a painting of my mother. So obviously she knows what her mother looks like. No, it wasn't she like, had oh, a painting of like... what she thought her mother looked like. I don't remember that at all. I yeah, because you're fucking playing that. Animal Crossing while you're watching the TV show. I just like, remember this was my mother. I was like, oh, yeah, nice. Okay. There's this whole thing that like, you get of this show of like, Kamala has this, this weird relationship with her parents when they're, I think their parents are lovely. Her dad is actually fucking amazing. He's got his whole fucking love of hostess cakes and shit like that. She's clearly like in some weird thing with her mom. And where we get to spend a little bit more time because we fleshed this out over six episodes is this really nice story about Kamala and her mother and her mother's mother and her mother's mother's mother. Like that's part of this, this is the stuff that I've focused on while watching the show. And maybe that's why I, I was really, really happy with it because I thought this stuff was really well done and really moving. And as someone who has a, a ton of parental issues myself that we won't get into, that's from my therapist. Uh, I, I saw that scene. I was like, Oh, that's, that's really sweet. I'm really happy. And they, they, they all hug. And I was just like, you guys probably hug your parents all the time. I don't. So maybe that's the problem here. And that, that's why I don't care about time travels, because I didn't get hugged enough as a child. This is turning into therapy now. I, I just feel like the, the time travel piece is basically dropping a nuke and then just being like, we're not really going to cover it. So it's like if they were at AvengerCon, New York City just got fucking nuked. And they're like, we're not even really going to talk about that. We're just going to kind of like mention it in the background. And then you we mean, would all be like, what, like, why, why fucking do that then? Like, why I would see it more as like, and then us not talk about it. I would see it more as I'm in an elevator and you just farted. And now I have to get out of the yeah. elevator and go on with my life because I don't want to smell your fart. I don't think this is that. I think the, the fact that you the think mutant that thing time, would be more important. The fact that, that you think that rec fart. recursive time travel isn't a big deal is psychotic to me. Because yeah. I've seen it in so many fucking movies at this point. I've seen it all the time everywhere. Like, there's yeah, just but, so many time travel stories here that I'm not bothered. But it's but it's usually, like, if if we're talking like Back to the Future, there's three movies. Uh huh. If you're pissed off, there's it's three movies. It's whatever. This is like a 35 piece of pro like 35 property universe that we've propped up. And by 35, I'm undercutting that by a lot. It's probably closer to 45. It sure. doesn't matter. Whatever. The fact that we've built this continuity through this many pieces of content, any little thing like this can blow up everything. But how do you know that we're not going to get the movie where someone goes back in time and kills Hitler and then we'll deal with it then? Like, maybe that's one of the next 35 
films. Like, I don't know. Maybe we do that. We might. That's why focusing so hard on this. A major plot point, and then that's relevant to that time, to that very scene. Then why don't we just chalk this up as this is the real third big plot related connection to the MCU, and then there's five of them, right? Like because that's the whole point. It deviates from the rest of the MCU. (laughs) But you guys want it to be like, I just want to know where things are going. Cool, where things are going. It's gonna be time travel shit. Like again. There you go. I don't know. <laughs> There's nothing else to talk about. It it was just yeah. an unnecessary yeah. decision. That's all anyway, so she gets booped, I love booped you, out of booped out of nineteen forty two and back into the fight she was having with the clandestines. And for some reason, by time traveling, it opened up the veil somehow, when even though we thought the only way to open up the veil was gonna take the entire power of multiple suns to open up the veil, but somehow just time traveling in your brain made it so that you opened up the veil because i think whatever enabled the time travel simultaneously opened up the veil she just happened to time travel back to that exact same moment because we were also under the impression that when when bruno was talking about the power it would take to do the thing that they're talking about it would basically destroy everything due to the amount of energy it would take to do so but apparently she was able to contain that energy in time traveling back to 1942 well they opened up up a crack They didn't, they didn't pull open the veil. They opened up cracks so that things could start to come out, at which point it would get a lot more worse. Sure. Whatever. Lot more bad. Um, Whatever. I will, I'll, I'll give you the, the end of, what's her name? The, Najima? Um, uh, Najima? Najima? Najma. I did think the end of her story was pretty weak. Yeah, it was bad. So she tries to go through the veil. She Whole big thing, and then she's just turns like, into a skeleton. I changed and, my mind. Oh, and imbues Kamran with powers because he's like, hey, maybe I don't hate my yeah. son. And then he has powers. And then Kamran's going to get rocked by damage control. Great. Was it episode five or was it earlier when he sees... Yeah, it's episode five when he goes into Bruno's room and he's just like, oh, I love cars too, because he sees the Tesla poster. Yeah, yeah oh, you're a gearhead? Yeah. Cool. Um, so then they blow up the corner store. Damage control is being generally a prick. Circle Q, man. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. They're going, trying to find Kamran because they find that he has powers, the drones, the this, the that, the blah, 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 blah. Mom makes Kamala a superhero costume. It's very cute. Um, And they're trying to get Kamran out of Jersey City so that the, the, whatever. Get him to the docks, yeah. Get him to the docks. They were just like, we'll have someone uh, waiting for you. Apparently the Red Dagger has a a contact in Jersey City because fuck you. It was was the same thing as in WandaVision where they're like, oh, I have to call this person. And you're like, okay, like we're going to bring in a new character. And it was just like, no, I guess not. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, oh, cool. I can't wait to see who who he meets at the docks that this dude in Karachi has in Jersey fucking city. Yeah, I was like, oh, they're going to bring in. Oh, no, he just appears in Karachi and it's fine now. Like it was going to be like, like Elaine Bennis was going to show up or something. Yeah. Like she was I will say uh, this is, I wrote this down thing. I don't know what it means. Um, because you guys are going to do your whole fucking, Oh, it wasn't biblity. I wasn't paying attention. Uh, when they started the sequence with the red dagger, the map had changed because previously the map was like focused on Pakistan and Karachi and things like that. And the map had changed to seemingly be focused on uh, like Asia or China or something. And so I wasn't sure if that was like a Shang-Chi thing or if that was just like a, someone just moved the map and didn't think about it, but it had been clear that the map had changed. uh, They had the device on it with the circle and it had moved. And I wrote that down. I was like, Oh, okay. Maybe this is another thing that connects it to, Shang-Chi, because where he had the fucking um, <clears throat> the 
10 rings. So maybe the red daggers are going to do something there, but I don't know. Um, so her mother. Whatever. Yeah, so. <laughs> so then they're trying to basically smuggle Kamran out of Jersey City. Blah, 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 blah. Go through the mosque. Blah, 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 blah. Go to the high school. Blah, 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 blah. Come up with a whole plot to... Home Alone, uh, you mean? Essentially. Um, Recreating Home Alone. And so, so Kamala doesn't have the mask on as they're going down the hallway. And Zoe is in there doing TikToks because the lighting is good because she's a fucking weirdo. And immediately recognizing... She's a 16-year-old girl, man. Yeah, but it's a Saturday. They probably shouldn't let you into the high school because it would be locked. Anyway, irrelevant. They all clearly get in. It's clearly not that well-maintained. How does Zoe know that Kamala is... um, Nightlight? Nightlight. She doesn't have the mask on. She doesn't have the same costume on. She's not doing anything with her powers in there. They're just in the hallway. And Zoe comes out and is like, oh, you're the one that saved me. Thank you. How the fuck does she know? Yeah, because she knew it back then. So you're saying she knew it from the start? Yeah. How would she have known it from the start? How wouldn't she have known? She was face to face with uh, Nightlight, and she has been face to face with this girl Kamala Khan. Like, because we're like, is, right, me, is me showing her, like, up on this call in glasses throwing like you that? off? Like, like what? What are we talking about here? If I if I shaved my beard, would you not recognize me anymore, Matt? If we're gonna accept how superhero shit happens, then we need to assume people don't know Clark Kent is Superman, Matt. Like. There's, That's a there's universe. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> when Zoe when, when, clearly when knows when who she's Kamala help- Khan is, they went to a fucking party together. They've interacted at school on many occasions. I'm not saying she doesn't occasions. know who Kamala like, Khan is. I'm saying, how does she know that she is Nightlight? I think that Zoe knows who Kamala Khan is more than like the other pieces. So she recognizes yeah, her, Kamala. Yeah, her parents can't recognize her in videos taken from any of these situations. Videos are fucking dumb, man. They're great. Okay, cool. Moving they're on. Shitty. They're not close up to her. She's on top. So of we're doing roof. a whole yada, 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 thing like... with damage control coming into the high school. We got we got what is it? Devil's toothpaste, I think it's called. A little exploding like foam shit. We got softballs being thrown at people's Devil's faces. Toothpaste? Yeah. Or is it elephant toothpaste? It's one of the two. The fuck? Are you... What? The chemistry. It's a. Uh, it's a. Yeah. It's a chemical. Uh, the the chemical reaction that makes that big ass thing of foam explode out. I think it's called, it's Devil's, called Toothpaste. Devil's Toothpaste. Yeah, confirmed. Um, so yeah, it's a big ass reaction where it's just like the foam that then flows through things. Um, anywho, uh, yeah, we do Home Alone bullshit. Um, and then he's like, yo, 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 wait, what happened to my mom? And she's like, uh, and he's like, no, seriously, what the fuck happened to my mom? And she's like, ah, and he's like, <laughs> did you kill my mom? And she's like, ah. <sighs> Um, and then he gets pissed and starts trying to kill people. And she's like, no, don't kill people. I'm going to block the people. Don't kill them. Is, and then, wait, is this before or after they fucking matter. sock Bruno in the face? Uh, he goes after. out to yeah, like after. dance, distract them. And mm-hmm. one of those dudes comes up and just fucking clocks him. There was a weird, there was a weird bit of that where just like very- a real, like every other kid is like, hee hee, I'm running away. And they're just like, uh, uh, uh. We're so, gonna catch you, and then they fucking—they just fucking smash the shit out of Bruno. You want, you want to talk about the stupid things that I do notice um, in in that scene in particular? So that was in like the the counselor's uh, yeah office. The blinds for the counselor's office were on the outside of the office. 
because they slam him, they slam Bruno into the window and they slam him into the blinds and the blinds bend. And I'm like, if I was having an office, why would I put the blinds on the outside of the window? (laughs) (laughs) I straight up saw that. I'm like, that's the dumbest shit in the world. It's (laughs) we're you and me are quite a pair and the things that we see. Mm-hmm. I'm like that. Structurally, that just makes no sense. It, you're, you're right. Like, but there's that ten makes... rings on the ground. Yeah, there are ten rings on the ground, but yes, I didn't take I didn't take enough time to notice that the blinds were on the wrong side. I was like, those window. high school kids would just be fucking with those blinds all the time. I would never get the peace and quiet and privacy that I wanted. They'd all be staring in, doing whatever, making their faces flossing or whatever the kids do, <laughs> doing more Fortnite dances and shit. Um. Anyway. Yeah, you, yeah, it's perfect flossing. You're doing it right now. It's hard to floss while sitting in a chair. It is not easy. Um, That's the only Fortnite dance I know. So then they go outside and all of the, the damage control people and they, there's a crowd that's amassed <laughs> being like, oh, cool. I love to hurt Zoe's TikToks. I'm going to go watch the superhero battle. Um, For all the things that people online were just like, I can't relate. I can't relate. That's the thing I primarily can't relate to is caring so much about an online personality that I get notifications on my phone when they go live. I'm yeah, sure there I, are tons of people who do that. That seems very like that seems like a perfectly normal thing. But if my phone were to be just like, "Hey, this this you know TikToker is going live," I'd be like, oh, "Fucking yeah!" Care. I'll watch. Like, I'll watch the archive when it's done if I want to yeah, watch just, it. Like, what are we doing yeah. here? Um, so. Maybe if we were still in the pandemic. Well, we are still in the pandemic. Maybe if we were in the early days of the pandemic and I couldn't go outside and I was really bored. And then I was like, oh, like, this person's going live. They'll play music or something. I don't know. So she's trying to protect Kamran from damage control still. And then they start attacking pretty aggressively. And then she's like, "Uh, okay, I was stopping him from murder mode for a bit, but I'm going to partake in the murder mode now because now you're attacking us and I don't really like it. So now I'm going to go full murder mode. And she turns into a fucking awful crystallized version of the thing and start stretchy punching people in the face. Um, and that whole bit, she looks fucking horrendous. Like, it didn't look great. It looks bad. Like that whole giant pink crystallized garbo looked like duty. Um, the hard, hard light <laughs> armor. Yeah. So punchy, yeah. punchy, punchy, free the friends, punchy, punchy, punchy. Oh, we forgot if, the fact that um, like, question. Jim- if she, if her powers weren't like the hard light, or her sorry, her channeling the Noor, uh, if she really did just stretch, if she if she was like stretch arms strong, would you have liked that more or less? If her powers were just to, doesn't really matter. Stretch and grow. No, no doesn't preference. Doesn't really matter. No. Alexis, like the, the, the whole. It just depends on the origin of the power too, like. But the actual power, I don't think it really matters that much because it's just like, is it being formed by light or her anatomy? Yeah. It's not like the the Noor that I have the problem with. It's just all the backing bullshit that just muddies the waters more than anything. Um, I only bring it up because um, when she really goes hard, hard light, she says embiggen. Yep. And that is what uh, in the beginning, in the the early Miss Marvel comics, she would, that was like her it's not catchphrase. I don't know, but eat my hammer. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the it, it's the eat my hammer. Equivalent. Equally bad. Um. So yeah, then she goes full on murder mode. Oh, I forgot to say that like the damage control is like stacked up outside, ready to go in. She's like, "Yo, yo, can I go in?" And Cleary's like, "Fuck no." 
get the fuck out of there. This is really bad PR. You're about to shoot up a school. Get the fuck out of there. And she's like, <laughs> yeah. And she's like, know, nah, like, also I'm, bad timing for this to be airing. But yeah, she's like, no, nah, I'm going to bring I'm going to bring everybody in. I'm going to bring more people in and we're really going to shoot the fuck out of this school. Uh, and then after Cleary's like, bruh, come on, get the fuck out of there. You're relieved of duty. You're get straight the fuck up out. fired, bitch. Done. <laughs> get the bricks. Um, and then she makes this crystal bubble and creates a, a, a sphincter in the floor that Kamran goes down. The sphincter somehow ends up at the the the, the harbor and then ends up in Karate. Well, it goes into like the tunnels or the sewer system. Sure. So he gets smuggled out of Karachi, goes meets up with the Red Dagger and is like, sup? And then we hear, she says like, oh, I looked at your DNA again. You're actually a mutant. And well, we're like, oh, you're X-Men. I will say... I do like that with speaking of like representation and things like that, I do at least appreciate that the whole thing wasn't, Oh, we're going to introduce this male Pakistani character, give him like a pretty decently solid reason to be mad. If not like amazing reason to be mad. uh, And then just immediately turn him into like a villain. I at least because oh he can't control his powers but she can or, or whatever i at least liked that he's mad and all of his actions are because he is mad but she can kind of talk him off the ledge and he doesn't have to just like go to jail or whatever there's like a if he comes back later he can have a redemption arc i thought that was a better use of the character than just sure cool this other character that had powers is just automatically the villain now sure is he also a mutant then too yeah, so about that, um, the uh, so I, I said before, uh, Iman Vellani did an AMA, and she says no. Um, I actually screenshotted it because I was like, I'm going to have to remember this because I felt it would come up in. Um, she says, I could be wrong, but Kamran is not a mutant. Kamala's bangle simply activated her latent X gene, which allows her to harness the energy from the Noor dimension and facilitates her ability to wield and shape the Noor. Kamran does not have the X gene. His powers were forced upon him, so he can't control it like Kamala can. And that's like, that was my interpretation of it anyway, but I'm like, she said it and she wrote it simpler. So I was like, okay, I'll just screenshot this. I also screenshotted the thing where they were like, what kind of music do you listen to? And she's like, I listen to Steely Dan and Billy Joel. And then I sent it to Matt. He did do that. And I was like, don't you try and sway me here. I mean, she's great. I have no problem. I have no qualms with her as a person or as a character or as an actor. I think she did a great job with it. But I know you um, get your whole. I have my problems. Your yeah. yeah and, then, and then Captain Marvel shows up after she gets right. Like, that, that was the third, third big connection to the MCU is she's a mutant. And then fourth big connection was this the first time they did a post credit scene that actually immediately teased up the next thing, which is the Marvels. Or I don't know what's the next movie, but whatever. The it, Marvels. No, I mean, it literally said, yeah, but the Marvels is what she's going to be returning in. Because she gets ass blasted into the, cl- into the closet and then Brie Larson walks out. So there's some right. ass And that's where if we look at what I was saying earlier about like the, the 10 rings and the Shang-Chi and all like the, the, the whole, uh, that of it all. Um, there's the, um, that's why my assumption is we might see Shang-Chi again in that or, or get some something for him in that movie. But, um, what did I also write? Oh, right. Um, it's the mutant thing that explains like a bunch of other 
previous stuff that we kind of already talked on. The other thing I wrote here was about Agent Deaver. So, okay, yes, the mutants have always had a bad relationship with government and government agencies, and it felt like damage control is a stand-in for that. We talked about that. In the X-Men comics, there's always like some government agent that had uh, like one particular hangup in the anti-mutant craze. Right? Like remember X-Men 2, um, the character Brian Cox played that was just like, oh my God, it was Stryker. Do you remember all of the Stryker shit? And then we had other other Stryker in uh, Future Past. Like there's always like someone that's kind of carrying the really, really strong anti-mutant cr crusade. And so when they revealed that... Um, Agent Deaver, or sorry, when they revealed that she was a, a mutant, I was like, oh, that's why Deaver's going so far off the rails. I also wrote, maybe she just hates kids, IDK. I mean, there is a potential. She hates brown kids, which I think was also kind of the. the I mean, the whole mutant point. thing was always like an allegory for some form of other, right? Um, something that was not accepted by society. Um, I don't know when superheroes are so like popular and whatnot here in, in the MCU. Like, I don't know what the mutant metaphor is going to kind of turn into. That being Muslims or Pakistani, I think still probably pretty relevant in today's shitty American societies. Right. So maybe, but yeah, she's a mutant. Captain Marvel, Bree's looking great. Excited to see her again. Though mm -hmm. so, uh, I really hope every time we see Brie Larson as show up as Captain Marvel, she always has like so much more. She seems like she's more excited to be there than she was in the Captain Marvel movie. And I'm wondering if, because I remember one of the criticisms of Captain Marvel was that she like played it pretty flat, like pretty serious the whole time, because she was like a uh, not to, she wasn't an alien. She was like grew grew up in this warrior society, so she's like a warrior the whole movie. I wonder if now that she's away from Kree society, she's gonna like do do more shit. I don't know. I think it's just the MCU has been tykeified a bit. So also, I, sure, get, I think it gives her some more leeway to to tyke it up a bit. They did a thing uh, that neither of you are going to give a shit about, but um, I'll say it for Can't posterity. For you, tell me. In the Disney Cruise Line, Jesus, there's Christ. like a um, uh, there's like a dinner that you can go to on the cruise line. That's like the the Avengers dinner. What are we? Doing and I think now? I sent you a clip of it because it starts with a video of uh, Scott Lang and Hope Van Dyne, and Ant Man's just like, so I've read on the internet people are like, why didn't I just crawl up Thanos's butthole? um and it's like a whole experience for kids where you like interact with ant-man and, and whatnot it's like but a basically butthole experience for kids it is not a butthole experience for kids well, that's um, it. it is not church um oh boy. they the the cruise ship quote-unquote gets attacked Christ. by ultron and ultron's army and then uh sam wilson captain falcon shows up mm -hmm. and then Iman Vellani shows up with Miss Marvel and Captain America's like, you're an Avenger now, kid. And she's like, oh my God. Um, and then Miss Marvel goes off to fight things. And then Captain Marvel shows up, fights things and leaves. And then Miss Marvel comes back and it's like, oh my God, I just missed Captain Marvel. What the fuck? It's like a cute, very, it's like a silly little thing for kids. It's very weird. Um, but apparently uh, she wrote about it. It was just like her and a, 
a stick with a golf ball on it on that a green right. screen and like the voice of anthony mackie over a speaker that she had to do the acting for that for Dope. um but they were i guess wherever they are to film the marvels at the time so now her and brie larson are hanging out in best friends that's nice so well i for one am excited to see more of her i'm excited to see the marvels and how they interact and i'm, I'm ex- i hope i hope miss marvel gets to do um a lot more because i think she's great I, I really like the character i would like to see um a lot more of uh her so that's just me so i'm i have ended this show in a happy spot but you guys are your your own it's fine whatever I think she's great. So, like, if they do stuff with her that's better than this after this, cool. But solely basing it off of this, eh, whatevs. And Alexis, you're just you just don't give a shit about kids. Yeah, I mean, like, she is a good actor and everything like that, and just is very Gen Z funny, like all the TikToks and like all of the teenage angst and stuff like that. Cool. I'm sure that'll be relevant again in any of her interactions with people which is fine and uh yeah just can't wait for them to do more time travel it's gonna be great so do you just hate do you hate kids because you're a boomer or like when you were a kid were you also like these fucking all of you you're too immature for me yeah since the beginning you've always been an old soul i've always just just like teens specifically younger kids are fine teens are like cool making mountains out of molehills steely dan more join us we'll listen to the oldies but not those oldies what's what it what's your oldie era you're talking like beach boys oldies sometimes but yeah like nat king cole chet baker kind of thing like that gotcha you, you like jazz yeah you like jazz you gotta get the fuck out of here. This is perfect note so, to end on. Thank like, you. Holy Think, thanks, Christ friends. Cross, we've been here yeah, this forever. is a long one because of your bullshit, but whatever. No, don't you blame me. I also blame I'm blaming you. The one thing I wrote down, I don't know if we ever did it. Did we ever do genetics? Did we ever do that? <laughs> that was literally the one thing I wrote down. And I found my notebook. <laughs> That's the equivalent of like waking up in the middle of the night you're a comedian and you're, you're like genetics is that something is, that, is there there's something there's something here <laughs> there's something here genetics genetics amazing perfect ending. thank you